Radical Grove Parliament Podcast. This is uh, this is how we're kicking. Okay. Yeah, this is this uh, song was brought to us by A Minor. Request for DJ Complete. Here we go. It's Radical Grove Parliament Podcast, located at the beautiful Hooga Studios. My name is Roche. We got Courtney here. Yep. Got Big KG here. Yep, yep. Special guest today goes by a bunch yeah. of different names. <laughs> Austin yeah. Haynes is one. DJ Complete is yeah. another. <laughs> <laughs> One half of Styles and Complete is another. Some call him husband, some call him daddy. <laughs> DJ Complete, what's good, brother? Thank you for coming in. Hey, man. It's gonna hey. Be, it's hard to sit down while you're playing this. Like. Man, this shit's got a 15-fucking-minute intro. Gotta yeah. turn you up. <laughs> it's, it's one of the great greatest rap songs ever written. Like, fuck, there's, there's fuck, no fuck way, Juicy. There's no way he, writ, he, he did not write any of this. He just, <laughs> he just got in and just went after it. Fuck Juicy is vice versa all day. All right, all right, all right. Let it rock for a little bit. Yeah. Got to let it like infiltrate our 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 mental situation. <laughs> Get your blood flowing. You got to you got to let that sound like Sorry like, about that Kim if that hit the Alexa at the house. <laughs> <laughs> What's up man? Thanks for coming in. Dude, thanks for having having me. In town for a little family vacation decided to stop by the Radical Grove Parliament podcast. Right, right? Yeah, man. Everybody is... awake, everybody I'm Got their bellies full? In the process of waking still. All right, well, let's I'm wake woke. it up. I'm woke. You woke? Everybody woke good? Stay woke. Everybody had a good night last night? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Everybody feeling good? Yeah. Yeah. Great. yeah. 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 Got good. some good yeah. sleep. Good sleep? All right. Yeah, that's, that's good. Was in bed by 11 p.m. 11? What 11 happened the rest, the rest of your night? Because you left, so you're like, I'm going to be in trouble with my girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I wasn't in trouble. She just had some stuff going on. That's just an excuse. Okay, we don't have to talk about that. That's the easy cop out. We'll Always blame the wifey and blame the girl. Yeah, my girl. You know, I got yeah, you know, you know. Yeah, you know. And then you ask the girl that she's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> I, didn't, I care. didn't say that. I didn't care if he's home or not. <laughs> I wanted him to be gone. Yeah, <laughs> I've used that one. All right, so we gonna uh, we gonna kind of get like a a rough a rough estimate of your life's journey <laughs> here on the here on the Parliament <laughs> podcast. Let's go. So let's start off. Tell them where you were born. Here, uh, Presbyterian Hospital, here being Charlotte. Born in Charlotte, Charlotte native. Yeah, yeah, Presbyterian Hospital, June 25th, 1985. Which side of town did you grow up on? Uh, I grew up on the east side um, near the Mint Hill border until I was 12, uh, a little neighborhood called Chestnut Lake. Chestnut Lake? Yeah, off Lawyer's Road. Uh-huh, I know. You know, yeah. a little like... I know Lawyer's Road. It was picket... Bar cave and golf course. Yeah. It was picket fences, and then we moved when they started putting up chain link fences. Ah! And moved to, uh, to, to, to Huntersville, and I don't remember what year that was, but I was 12. So you grew up most of the time in Huntersville? Yeah, my, my formative years were... What was, were Hunter, what was Huntersville like from 12 to 18? Uh, it was, uh, it was fun. It was like, it was wide open, um, at the time, no longer, but at the time it was like, I remember when we first moved up there, I was like, I was like, well, there's fucking nothing around here. Like, <laughs> there, there's, there's literally nothing. nothing, but it was cool being like close to the lake. Not that we had a boat, but you know, at least I Broke could go, yeah, at least I could go, <laughs> could go look at it. But, uh, yeah, it was cool. Uh, North Mech was... <laughs> North North Mech was super lit, and uh, then I went to Hopewell when they split. But like North Mech was like crazy, 
Yeah, that that was the first couple years that Hopewell had opened up, right? Uh, yeah, we were the yeah. first graduating class. Like, there were no yeah. seniors there when we were juniors, which was pretty tight. So we got yeah. to be seniors for two years. They didn't have so when they broke the schools up, um, they didn't make the seniors. The seniors could finish out at North Meg. They were like, they're not, all right, we're not going to make you leave in your senior year. So they got to stay at North Meg, but the rising juniors. So basically, our first year at Hopewell, everyone that came over from North, there was no seniors. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So yeah, it was that. Yeah, so it was so all the, the all the, the rising the seniors. Class. Yeah, yeah. So we got to we were the first graduating class, two thousand three, and got to be, uh, yeah, seniors for two years, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it it didn't help our sports teams, but. Uh, you know, oh, it definitely didn't help. You know, yeah, you know, you know I mean, <laughs> everybody pulled up like we playing the JV squad. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it was like now we 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 held our own though. We held our own. No, but, you didn't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> y'all was getting waxed. Yeah, no, you didn't. There it is. No, no, you didn't. Let's just be honest. So, so the juniors were the seniors. So, t- the highest athletic was yep. juniors. Yeah, yeah. For a whole. Did you play sports? Yeah, I was. I was baseball. Um, well, they supposed to be good at baseball. Baseball, you can compete. Them country boys. We were. Yeah, we were. We were. We were. We were very solid at. What baseball. position did you play? I played left field. Left field. Yeah, I played outfield my whole. That's hard work. My whole. Yeah, it's it's a lot of running. I like it though. I still, and that's what you know. When I play softball, it's it's what I. Uh-huh. Uh It's it's what I play. I just there's something about running down fly balls. Could you take it to the fence to home plate? No bounce. What hitting? No, it's throwing it. Oh, uh, then I could. Yeah. Um, like I rocket? may, I may be able to now. I kind of like this, like golfer's elbow thing. Uh-huh. Like, oh man, that's weird. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't that. like really like. So my son's playing baseball now. I'm his coach, and I'm like just now getting back into like throwing baseballs again because uh-huh. before I didn't have a reason or anyone to throw with. Um. So now I'm starting to like actually throw it, and I, so I haven't like maxed out my arm. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't like seen like what if I still got. It. I go to the batting cages and I hit eighty. And I feel pretty fucking good about myself. Not that that'll ever apply in any scenario ever again for me. But, uh, yeah, I want to, you know, uh-huh. you know, take a proper, like, 20-minute, like, stretch of my arm out. Yeah, yeah. You know, once my son gets good enough to be able to catch, uh-huh. you know, I mean, he can catch now, but, you know, if I'm flinging it from, you know, yeah. that far away, he's he may, he may not catch it. When I was little, I got into the batting cages, and we set them on 100, and what? we were making contact, and it was making our knuckles bleed. Oh, no. <laughs> It was fucking us all up. My buddy's dad on the the driving range batting cage place. uh, I didn't know you could set that on a So, yeah, we went into one of them and cranked it all the way up. That's some happy Gilmore shit. And that shit hurt. Yeah, that's definitely hurt. We used up up all the Band-Aids fixing our shit up. So so you graduated up in Lake Norman. Yeah. And then what happened? um, Then went to uh, the University of North Carolina at Wilmington. (laughs) <laughs> um, funny story, I actually got into UNC, but I chose UNCW after a college visit. So you got into Chapel Hill? I got into Chapel uh-huh. Hill and chose... Uh, Wilmington. Wilmington. The college I, I, visit I, made you... Yeah, I knew I would actually meet Andre later, uh-huh. so I could, you know, <laughs> I could go ahead and, you know, do my thing in Wilmington. You know, it worked out. I started DJing. I began my DJ career. I met my wife. She's hot. Um, well, slow down. Slow down. So you got to Wilmington. Yes. All right. You made the you made the mature decision to go to Wilmington instead of UNC Chapel Hill. Yes. And you got to Wilmington. Yes. First year, what's what's going on? <laughs> uh, just a whole lot of. At the time, I still wanted to be a rapper. Oh. Yes. 
Yeah, um, so just a whole lot of scumbag shit. Here yeah, we go. So really, I was just like, I was like always like writing raps and like entering like freestyle battles and shit. What um, was your rap name? Stains. Stains. It's Stains. terrible. <laughs> yeah, because that was like my like, nickname. Because yeah. Hanes. Hanes. it rhymes with Haynes. Did and, you spell you know, it with a Z? Damn. No. See, that's why I never. I should have did the dollar sign. Yeah. Dollar signs on both sides. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. would have been hard. Yeah, that would have been. That would have been way hard. Money People, stains. Yeah, yeah. Money stains. Damn. Yeah. You can have that one. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that's not the yeah, first stains I think one. of. Every, when any, I think anybody stains. can have that one. Keep it forever. <laughs> it's your boy, Money Stains. Money Stains. <laughs> 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 All right. So you got to Wilmington, and you were going to make good grades. But you, um, wanted, but you were going to No, rap? I did make good grades. I still made the Dean's List. Um, I didn't Damn. have to, like, buy... I was, like... So I'm, like, really smart. All right, hold on. So let's slow down. So you get, <laughs> so you get, to, UN, you get to Wilmington, <laughs> rap capital of the world. <laughs> home of hip-hop. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my... Yeah, I just wanted to rap, and I was, like, studying marketing. And you were in the dorms? I was in the dorms, and my only concern was just, like, getting beer for the weekend. And I mean, I passed like oh, I did great in all my classes, but like I didn't have to try. Uh-huh. Like I didn't buy books. My right. parents were like, "You have to buy your own books." So I just didn't. And I because <laughs> just write it all down. <laughs> yeah. Or and this is before the internet too. Yeah. So I don't know. I just didn't need to. You take good notes. Or I would just borrow a homie's book if I needed to. I was that fucking guy. Um, but I really didn't like. I don't know. It was kind of easy. Yeah. Sounds easy. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it's marketing. Uh-huh. Right? In in the early two thousands, yeah, in the two yeah. thousands, it's like they don't even have to like talk about like, yeah, like the, the internet's not. They're like, a here's thing. some colored pencils and a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the internet was a thing, but we were using it to like download share stupid download. Yeah, we were on like eBombs world, yeah. like in instant messenger. Yeah, and what, like, what is eBombs? Oh, uh, I don't Zero. want a relationship. I just want bang bang bang. Oh, <laughs> like, that's, like, that's like that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> Yeah, it was it was like the website. It was like the first website where there was like funny videos and shit. And, and it was like in, in games. Yeah, uh-huh. there was like games. That was like the f- that was my first memories of like the internet. And I remember some dude at high school talking about Google. Like you could, he's like, just Google it. I'm like, what is Yo. that? <laughs> and then I did it, and I was like, I did it again. I was just like, you did wait. So I just type in a question, and I get an answer. This remember is Ask Jeeves? Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> As Jeeves was kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know what you were going to get from Jeeves. Or or that website where people was like tricking you and they'll be like, they'll know the answer and they'll ask you a question and you're really typing in the answer and it would come up. Damn. You know what I'm talking uh, about? I don't, I don't, I don't that. know that shit. I was working. Was crazy yeah. website. I was cutting way too much here. Just some like, like internet Ouija board bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was, like, it was yeah. like one of them things where somebody would ask Wiki a question Wiki and you type in the answer, but the verbiage oh, would come up different on the screen. So then it would freak so they somebody out. They were out. trolling you, like on. I mean, the person that would do it would be trolling you yeah. essentially because they. So you were trying they, to learn, right. and they were fucking with you. Yeah, hundred percent. It was definitely a website like that. It was that kinda, sounds like me now crazy. when anybody asks me a question. Yeah, it'd be like, how do you it know the answer like <laughs> when anybody asks you a question? textbook? Textbook, crazy. Yo, so you, Kyle, grew up with Google, right? Like yeah. it was always a part of his life. Okay, yeah. yeah. Grew yeah. up with the internet. It's yeah. it's a completely. I like to say that because we're uh-huh. it's three of us are all roughly the same age. Like how we are the greatest generation because we experienced our formative years completely somebody in our untouched by the internet. Yeah, we were feral. <laughs> we were still we were still feral because you could kids. be, you know, with no smartphones, and then but we, you know, we started getting the internet at a time to where we can like 
we we we're still like into the internet. Uh-huh. You know, you go ten years past us, then it's like motherfuckers. They're, they're not really like they don't know how to fucking use Instagram. I, I remember I asked Dirty, uh, aka Slim McGraw, one time. I was I was yelling at him because he he couldn't do an email blast or some kind of <laughs> create some kind of shit like that. I was like, you a goddamn art major from college and you don't know how to do this shit. He said, Roche. We didn't even have a fucking internet when I was in college. I was like, oh, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah, y'all kinda didn't learn that, did you? No, no, no. Yeah, we were trial by fire. Everything that came out that is now like a part of the everyday lexicon, we were the guinea pigs. Yeah. Like the Nokia brick. That was us. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man. Snake. Yeah. Who had or- a snake phone? Oregon Trail on the T I eighty three. That was us. Oregon Trail. That Oregon was Trail us, was man. fun. Yeah, drug Oregon war, Trail. Drug used war. So we much had, fun. Had the drug war on the TI 83. Definitely. Yo, I definitely. It's like, yo, you, yo, you just they, sold all this meth. Cool. And they got, <laughs> they got like an updated Oregon Trail now. Yeah. Like high res graphics. What, 1883? Yeah. Yo, I don't know. I've seen it. It's a great show. I do not need high res graphics for. Um, Dysentery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that's or the thing you call you call dysentery. You now have dysentery. Yeah, that yeah. was it. It was a rap for your ass. There was nothing else you could High do. High res dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle don't even know what Oregon Trail is. Nah, <laughs> no, I, like, no, no, I know what Oregon Trail is hundred percent. We used to uh have it in on all the programs. Did y'all have number munchers? Remember that one with the little green dude that would Yeah. I remember that you know, one? I remember I remember number munchers. <laughs> that's funny. Classic. <laughs> all right, so I want to hear more about the rap career in Wilmington. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Who was your biggest competition? Uh, like, no one. B. No, no, there was my, uh, no, nah, the, the biggest rapper in town was like my homie. His name was Haji P. And, but he was real. He was real. Haji P? Haji P. Haji P. Yeah. And he was, he was, he was really cool. He was really nice to me. Um, shout out to him. I met him a couple times. Was he, down, yeah. was he a student? You, actually. Yeah, yeah. Was he what? Was he a student? Uh, he was, he had already graduated, but he was just kind of like still there. Uh, like he worked at the radio station. I gotcha. And he was like, he was rapping and shit. And then, yeah, they had like all these like free So stuff. he's an Indian kid. No, he's not. No? White no. boy? No. Just Muslim? Haji? No, black no? dude. Just no. black dude? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like a funny, like how you pee kind of thing. Oh, like, no, no, no. No, I don't know. Like where, you pee standing up, you pee sitting down, no, like no. how you pee? Haji <laughs> pee. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Heisey P. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was at the radio station. Yeah, he was at the radio station, and uh, yeah, he uh, he was cool. And um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of like, I, you know, I I still wanted to be a rapper because I was just, I was just into music. And later, I would finally like when I started DJing, I was like, this is way easier. <laughs> <laughs> Don't it's pay like, me for this. Yeah, I get paid and like. <laughs> My my friends that rapped saw me like getting gigs and they were like all jealous and shit and they were like, I can't get gigs. I'm like, cause no one wants to like like I'm providing a service. Like yeah, this yeah. is I'm like this is like way fucking cooler. Than, like, <laughs> so how so how did the DJ thing happen? What what year were you in? Um, I I really started getting into it my senior year. Um, so I got a lot of pussy that year. Um, but uh, the year before. <laughs> Was where I, st- I started DJing at the strip club. Oh. Yeah. Where's uh, the air horn? At Pure. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I got to find my button. Hold what up. The fuck? Dude, this is all new. Z key. We don't have the Z key. If you could just have Chet come in just for the guest appearance, just to hit that and then leave. This is like a music bed. Wow. That is not what that's Cricket. not where I expected that to go. Chimes. Ooh. Ooh yeah. So I started DJing at the strip club. Yo, hold yeah. on. What? One, <laughs> one time, 
to intro the story about you starting at the strip club, can you use the strip club voice to intro the strip club? All right, now coming to the main stage. <laughs> oh, here for she is. first of two, <laughs> it is the luscious Lisa. That's right. The more you tip, the more you strip. Get those $5 haulers. Couch room action going on all night Wait, long. A, a $5 hauler? $5. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bro, this $5 was a, dollar hauler? This, this was the early, this was the mid All right, home, we got we got a back. We got a back. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. White boy. You know, it's a crazy inflation. Inflation is crazy. <laughs> Five dollars yeah. was what it was. All then. right, so you was now you, it's twenty dollars a dance. The first DJ gig was at the strip club. So I started as a valet. My my. All right, so had you acquired DJ equipment? No. Okay, so you started as a valet at the strip club. I started as a valet, and then I got to work the front door at the strip club. What was the name of the strip club? Pure Gold. Pure Gold. <clears throat> okay. In Wilmington, and then they like. I had already, I had I actually did have turntables, but I didn't know how to use them. <laughs> All right, how'd you get them? Um, I I bought them off like a catalog or some shit. Oh, sick. Yeah, I forgot. It was like some like fucking belt driven Newmark shits. It, it was vinyl, and then and I, I remember like I was like trying to figure it out, and like it, it it's really hard to learn on vinyl with no Can help and no one. Me because I've never known this. A belt driven turntable. You'll know this. A belt driven yep. turntable. Okay, once you turn it on. Mm -hmm. It does it get going? So the reason that we don't really like belt-driven tables as DJs is because the belt has to pull everything around. So when you start it, it's not as immediate. That's why the it's like a lag. So, so that's why they call it direct direct drive because right. the yeah. motor is directly hit, driving the thing, and the yeah. belt drive is the belt actually pulling the yeah. turntable. So around. does a belt one have a motor? Kind of, kind of a rudimentary motor, but, but it doesn't do. It's the same working thing. off of the momentum of the belt. Yes. Gotcha. Which is why the belt driven sucked. Uh, yeah. They're great for uh, audio files because there's no hum or motor noise. Mm -hmm. But the reason that they're really terrible is because after a while that belt stretches out and it starts up slower and then it gets less accurate and then it drifts more and then it just is not usable. Can you, you touch them the while it's going? You can. But it's going to um, slow it down each time. Yeah. Yeah. You, there's, there's no instant release. Gotcha. Like there's a hard push every time you're letting go of a record. On a belt drive yeah. table. Very difficult to use, it sounds like. Very difficult to, to use and <laughs> yes. to learn. You know, there's yeah, you know there's the same kind. So yeah, I know. It I know sounds like mean. sounds yeah. like the dudes that like roto roto mixers would love some belt drive shit for some old school like oh, no, just disco mixing. Fifteen minute house shit. Yeah, I was about to ask. So basically those turntables aren't for DJing. If if they are playing records. They're for playing records. Which would be like set the pitch where you need it and just let, let it the play. record play. Yeah. yeah, and just small adjustments. Yeah. You're not scratching. You're right. not doing anything aggressive on that. Because Boring. Yeah. Where's, not, <laughs> where's, where's the snore button? Going. It's, not, <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. All right, so those were pointless to have. Yeah. That was a great purchase. Yeah, I, I had those. <laughs> you, well, I mean, what do you do? You all you know is turntable, so you buy the Yo, turntable. And, all, and, and you're like, those are cheaper for some reason. I'm gonna get them. Well, it here made, I, it he, made me better. Yeah, Here I am in Wilmington with you know, there's no culture or guidance as far as and there's no internet to right. where I, I can't like go look on youtube and like okay i'm gonna learn how to fucking dj like you can now i didn't even have an exposure to like what who big djs were like anything mm -hmm. like that i just knew that like i remember seeing walking by a club in myrtle beach one by the time and seeing a dude dj i was like i want to do that right um so i, I had the turntables and then I couldn't learn how to beat match. I couldn't, and I, I went to go buy some records, and it was like $6 a fucking song. I'm like, how am I ever going to pay to DJ a party <laughs> if I'm paying $6 for every single song? So I had those chilling. I had the interest, but then I got off at the daytime. They fired, I don't remember why, they fired the All right, day. so you were valeting. I was valeting, 
to the front door. Front door. And then they fired the daytime DJ. Well, well what is working the front door like at a strip club? <laughs> All types of let alone in Wilmington. In yeah. Wilmington. It was it was it What was, did you say? Toxic or type no, of shit? I, no, that's it's toxic shit. for sure. <laughs> for sure. You it see was, some shit. Yeah. So they, was, so you taking the money? Say what? You were taking the money? Yeah. To I was, get in? I was I didn't have to I was sitting behind the table. I wasn't like the bouncer. Uh-huh. Yeah, clearly. But yeah. Um, yeah, I, so I would take the money, I would check IDs. And this was back when uh, uh, camera phones first came out. Right. So, like, if you had to show yourself, you couldn't bring the camera. You had to leave your phone up at the front. Uh, like, you couldn't bring the camera wow. phone because they didn't want you taking yeah. pictures of the girls. Nice. So, so yeah, I started that. And then daytime DJ got fired. So Why did he get fired, you know? He was a douchebag. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. So, I got the uh, the daytime DJ ships. Okay. So, you know, if you, I don't know if you've ever been to a strip club at two o'clock on a Tuesday, but I have. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you didn't have class at two o'clock on a Tuesday. Uh, I started in the summertime, actually. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I started in the summertime, and yeah, so I became the daytime DJ, and then, uh, you know, the big day was like Friday lunch buffet. You know, that's when you know. So what kind of equipment was you playing on? In the they day? had like little CD players that you, uh-huh. you you put the CD in. And then he, uh, the DJ also had like a big desktop computer that he would play shit off of Winamp too. So it was like a mixture of that, Ooh, or Winamp. he would pull like up a virtual DJ on the computer, or no, nah, like no. Winamp, like a fucking yeah, know, like pull up a it, song. Re- it really whoops the llama's ass. Yeah, yeah. what's he talking about? <laughs> Winamp, you don't remember? No. It's, it's just it, like window, like Windows Media Player. It's just like a, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Some okay, shit yeah. like that, Word. like. It had so, like the visualizer, yeah, and it had skins. the green things that would the bar, yeah. 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 Okay, then, I remember that. Like customize your yeah. skins, so it'd be a mixture <laughs> of like CDs and that, and then you know you would talk over every transition. What kind of what, what was the what, what songs was you giving them? Oh, uh, they didn't really like. You know they were pretty racist, so they didn't really. Uh, <laughs> so we just gonna cut straight to the they, point. They were they were of, not into like very much hip hop. It was uh-huh. like a lot you know, of white snake. They they would yes <laughs> pour some sugar on me. They, right. They would only allow hip hop if it was a black dancer. Um, and even, <laughs> I swear to God, no, I swear to God, yo, it's two thousand. And the black dancer was like, no, yo, hit, I won't hit Cinderella. The, hit the <laughs> and what the thing is, what song would they play? So it would go from pour some sugar on me to what. Um, you know, yeah, like, yeah, some like Nelly, like hot in here. Like it it wasn't ever like trap stuff. This is 03. So like the snap music hadn't really hit yet. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, it was any, you know, it was a great era. Like like, up up tempo. Like, yeah, Yeah. you got it. Yeah. You think about like, like hot in here is like a perfect example of a song or like vibrant thing. Mm -hmm. It's like a perfect example of like a song. Um, keeping it straight. Yeah. (laughs) But like, and then when they, whenever they would have biker fest, they oh, were oh, shit. oh man, so they they wouldn't allow any hip hop. So like, because they, they didn't, you know, God forbid, you know, you, the bikers hear a rap song. But uh, so when um, the black dancers would come on, they were like, okay, you can play funk. <laughs> no. So it was like I got these girls who are used to like popping ass. I'm like, she's a break. <laughs> <laughs> they're just on stage, just like, yeah. and that's like the closest to hip hop. Oh my god! And, and the bikers liked it. The, the closest to hip hop in this average white band. Yeah, love it. <laughs> <laughs> love it. And the owner's like, God, we're killing it. The, right. <laughs> the worst thing is there was this one dude who came in. And he was really rich, and he used to like pay the girls to wear like a dog collar and stuff. But he, uh, wait, say what? He he used to come in like and just sit in the corner, <laughs> and he would like pay the girl. Like his thing was just like he would just pay the girls to sit next to him with a dog collar on. Um, 
But uh, his, <laughs> get this, he would always request, and this would, this would be during peak hour when shit was popping, and I'm like, man, I'm trying to keep the energy up, but it was uh, Creed with arms wide open. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you can't see, I know you all can't hear our faces, wide open. but I guarantee you, you're making the same face I am right now. Imagine, 100%. just imagine being in the strip club, so I just heard the news today, like fucking stripping that. Like getting you wearing a dog collar. Like you walk in, with arms wide open. That, that might that might be one of the most depressing things I've ever heard in my life. No lie. And I had to play it because the guy spent so much money. They're like, just fucking play it, Austin. <laughs> Yo, remember that time you were playing it? Told you to play some white shit or something like that, and you. Fuck, you played my Creed edit a one. <laughs> one. Yeah, one. <laughs> Dickhead. Wow. Oh, oh man. So, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, so that's, that's how I... may have to believe some of that. <laughs> that's how I started DJing, and then the, like, people started hearing, because I eventually started getting to DJ the nights, like, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Monday was, like, the big college night, the bikini... Uh, fucking contest. What t-shirt contest? Yeah, so people at, on campus started to know that I was a DJ. So all so the, what do you all think, the frats how did you asked me to earn DJ. your nighttime slot. I think the the other guy was a douchebag too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just like kind of like douchebag my way into it. Um, and yeah, I was making like bread. Yeah, I remember having like three thousand dollars in my bank account, like thinking I was like the shit. Uh -huh. I would just go spend money because I wanted to. Yeah, like I didn't need shit. Uh -huh. Like you know, because because I barely had bills. All right, you know, I didn't have a car payment. Like my parents were paying for my school. I thought yeah. I was so. Oh yeah, he was lit. Yeah, yeah. I, I came home with some nice sunglasses one time, and then my parents were like, "All right, you're paying your own rent." Did now. you Did you tell me you was working at the strip club? Yeah, <laughs> my my family's very Catholic. It uh, it it didn't go over well, um, but. Uh, then you started paying mama's bills, and she was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. You can sell dope. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> um, but yeah, I made the transition when the frat started asking me to DJ their no, shit. No, I want to hear more heard. about the nighttime strip clubs, like when you first got into the nighttime shift. What oh, um, it was cool. It was more money. It was a long shift. It's like It was like seven, or no, eight to two. Mm -hmm. It might have been seven to two. That's a long ass. And I, I stopped liking it because... You know, you got to get your money at the end of the night. That's how you get paid. You get the 10% mm -hmm. or whatever. And, like, I was, like, morphing into, like, I'm a nice boy. Yeah. And I was, like, morphing. I was, like, a fucking street pimp. Yeah. I was, like, I was like nah, bitch. I, that's, yeah. th that ain't enough. They was trying to scam you? They all, Of course they yeah. would. They would always try to. I mean, some of the bitches did it. Like, <gasps> some of It's like, can I say? Oh, yeah, sure, take fuck no it. shit. Fuck it, Juan. We've already, no we've already yeah. talked about racism. <laughs> right. Fuck it. Yeah, I was like, nah, I seen you go in the couch room, 10 oh, dances. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, so I would watch them go in the couch room, and I, I would keep track of like how many times you go in there. And it's like, okay. Money stays going to get here. Yeah. He, was, he was pimping for real. Yeah, no, I, I really was. And, and I'm like, I'm like way too like wholesome of a human to be like for, to be doing this. All right, so let's, let's paint this picture on like, what was the, what was the busiest night? The busiest nights are like the weekends. I never okay. got to. I never got to do those unless the the lead DJ. All right. So uh, what was your busiest night? Uh, Mondays. Okay. Mondays because it was. So you come in at seven o'clock. Yeah. Set up in the DJ booth. I don't just set up anything. All right. You just yeah. you get there. Yeah. Walk around. You I got more. You drinking time. drinks. Uh, certain time. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. crazy. And uh, how, how you? I was. I was not drinking drinks because I wasn't twenty one yet. Right. So you, you. And they were very strict about that. So you throw some tunes on. 
and then you just start your announcements? Yeah. What are the early oh, announcements? Oh, I, w- I would have to go and get the order of the girls and see where they were at in the rotation. And, uh-huh. I, and then I would, because you, you would write it on like a dry erase. And then I would always take there and then I would go back in the dressing room. And uh, and there's, there's no titties out and shit. You just always have to like knock on the door and say, man in. And like yeah. let them know that a dude uh-huh. was coming in if they wanted to cover themselves up. Like right. give them the option. Not that, you know, they never mm-hmm. did. Um <laughs> So, yeah, and it was just weird, you know, just having, you know, full business conversations with naked women. Yeah. <laughs> um, and or they're just, like, back there just telling me about their day, just completely butt-ass naked. Um, and it's just, like, normal. That was and, and, and I was, I was 20. <laughs> I was yeah. fucking 20. <laughs> I did hair show. I did hair one time for a Hooters bikini contest because I was dating one of the girls, so I told all the other girls that I would, like, hook them up. And they were in. We were in this big, like, fucking RV trailer, and they were just all in there walking around with their tops off. And I was like, "Isn't this kind of weird?" <laughs> I mean, I felt weird. Wait, oh, John dude. Daly pops up. Huh? That, that, that sounds weird, only because you were there to do their hair. Yeah, and they were Hooters models and not well, yeah, new so the models. Ho- the Hooters would do the so bikini why? contest. Yeah, why? I, why? Yeah, yeah that, that that is a little strange. Yeah, yeah, but there was no need for them to be naked. Though. Exactly. That's no, they were just they were changing right That's there in weird. front. Of, yeah, no, yeah. just yeah, that is weird. That is I strange. Was, but, yeah, I'd, but cool. But, yeah, cool, but weird. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah, titties are dope. <laughs> I mean, I could just—it would be hard for a girl to just be. But also, when I did like the fashion stuff. week shit and stuff up north, <laughs> it was just kind of models just don't care. They would just run around. They're hangers. They're yeah. walking hangers. Yeah, they really are. That's what—that's literally hangers. what that, they No, do. that's literally the job of a model is to be a hanger. Like you're. It, like it is. You just. However, if the clothes fall right on you, that you will get the job. Yep. That's how. It that's goes. about right. Yep. Yeah. Look good, it sells good. Yeah, sorry. All right, so now Info from a past life. Now you you're like I'm I'm not gonna follow this dark path of. of <laughs> well, I got he- fired. Of, oh, why'd you get fired, douchebag? Uh, rap music. Rap music Love got rap you music. fired. Rap yeah. music, yeah. I, 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 I kept playing rap music, and then what was the song that the, broke the camel's back? Actually, vibrant thing. Believe it or Love not. Love it. Yeah, that's so crazy. And like uh. <laughs> The the manager. No doubt now. I, I came. It was mainly because the manager came up and said something to me about playing it. Because I was like, it was the Monday night, and like, it was like a lot of my friends in there, and I was just trying to be cool. And I was uh, like, I was like, I, I was like, this is my night. This is uh, college yeah. night. Let me let me play I, my let I me let me play shit. my shit. Yeah. This trip club yeah. had a college. Let night. me live. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. And uh, let me that's live. So crazy. So I talked back to the manager. Ooh. Yeah. I talked back to the manager, and it was basically like, like the assistant manager, and then the head manager was just like, "All right, you you know, you gotta what, go." Or no, it was like they were gonna demote me to do daytime or some shit again. And he was like, "Nah, nah, son, and, I ain't and, ever going and, back." And, and th- yeah, and <laughs> I ain't ever going back there. This was right when all the frats started asking me to like DJ their shit, and like I was like, "All right, I gotta." I, I had gotten Newmark CDXs, so now I could. Uh, DJ with C. Now I could have uh-huh. you know not shout out to the CDX man. Yeah. And you had a mixer, what kind of mixer? Uh, a new mark, like a I blue. He, he probably knows the name because he knows fucking everything about DJ. And the blue and gray <laughs> new mark with the fucking cool buttons. Oh yeah, yeah, those are the ones that I had X twos. Okay, yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, no, like those were like the first ones that I like spent a lot of my money. Yeah, on. yeah. That was that was my like seminal purchase. All right, yeah. so you strapped up, you took the strip club money, got some CD players. Yeah, got a new some CD mixers, players, some you chords, know. speakers. Uh, yes, I went and got speakers with a they didn't even have the amp built in. I, oh, I, I, God. Had, it, I had it with Worse. an amp. They were like heavy wooden speakers with like I had to like hook up the amp and everything. Yeah. I remember that. But I but I but I had those um 
And yeah, so I just I started doing frat parties, and then the frats started like throwing parties at the at the clubs. Now and doing they the frat, me. what would you charge in the frats from the jump, first get go? Fifty bucks. <laughs> Whoa, they got money though. Well, this is Wilmington. They don't. But like, also, like, I was just like, I thought that was great. The fact that I was gonna get an actual gig and get paid. That was the first one. Was like fifty. But then when I started doing like the sorority, no, like, let me tell you where the frats fucked up because we we lived through all this. At one point in time, it was fifty, a hundred bucks, and like free drinks. That was like the ticket. Yeah. And then one of them frats fucked up and booked like Calvin Harris, and everybody <laughs> yeah. was like, "Oh, wait y'all a minute, money. <laughs> <laughs> y'all got money, yeah. y'all got daddy's money." Yeah, uh, I got I got my frat back ends later on in life. We'll get to that. Ooh. But uh, we, we, you got we, the frat back ends. <laughs> yeah. hey. frat back ends. <laughs> oh, that sounded sus. Hold on, is there a sus button? <laughs> okay, the sus button. Um. <laughs> Yeah, all right, so you you were doing the frat, but what's the frat parties like DJing? Uh, they were like, not like the ones in Wilmington when I was in college. Like it, what they didn't have frat houses, so it'd be like someone's house, um, and it was like it was pretty tame compared to the stuff I would do later in life uh, with Styles and Complete at like actual frat houses at like big, you yeah, know, I remember those. At, at big schools. <laughs> so you gotta like, see the evolution. Yeah, yeah. So th- these these beginning parties were pretty tame. You know, they liked like, and it was a lot of like formals, like sorority, mm-hmm. like semi formals yeah, and shit yeah. like that. And like, you know, I would be playing like beach music because yeah, like, because like know. that was a thing like in fucking like Wagon Wheel. Yeah. Wagon Wheel. That's kind of crazy. They, li- they lived off of that. Yeah. You know, so it was like, yeah, the it was the Wagon Wheel song. Yeah. Oh my God! One one well, rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. One, I the first the, time I heard that was when DJ and Charlotte and somebody requested. I was like, "What the fuck is wagon wheel?" I remember that. I remember <laughs> you telling me like all these frat boys came in and asking for wagon wheels. The like, fuck is a what's wagon a wagon wheel? wheel? No, there was there was a woman. You about to get the part of wheels of still <laughs> dancing all night that like left in tears because I wouldn't play wagon wheel. I was like, yeah. "Do you understand? We in a what? club? Yes, <laughs> my God." Wagon you can't ask the wagon wheel. <laughs> All right, so now, so you're doing the the formals. They gotta suck. Uh, no, I loved it because yeah. I mean, because one, I was making like fifty bucks. No, I was up to like four hundred oh, by okay. that time. You I, I started cooking. Yeah, yeah, now I'm cooking with guys, price. and I was doing basically up. like every. It'd be like semi formal season, so like every month I would be like, yeah, or not every month, but like. Now is you on the fold out table? Yeah, I was fold on the, out table. I was on the fold out table. It would be at like. Did some, you have like, the banner yet? I did have yeah, a banner, right, so the was, DJ complete right, banner. Yeah, yeah, and it was great. I I'd get the bag, and then I would be off by like eleven, mm-hmm. and then I would like go party with the sorority girls. Yeah, and like all, yeah. Was so they, was they wagon with them? And they were. <laughs> I mean, I think one of them was gonna choose. The, yeah. The, yeah, nah, that that was exactly. It was a one uh, of them going. Yeah, it was. A, it, was <laughs> it, it was a fun era. Uh, it was a fun time to be alive. So um, then, all right, so you after the. What what comes into DJ life after the fraternity and sorority parties? What what was like the progression? Yeah, um, it was the clubs in Wilmington. Wait, hold on, let's back up. What was what's your wildest fraternity sorority story that you saw? You had to see something. Like We're talking about that. in Wilmington era, or just overall, just in Wilmington. Oh, in Wilmington, I see those um, are two different things. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, let's let's start I, Wilmington. I wish I I had something. Upper echelon of white privileged ki- kids coming to Wilmington to yeah, get their they, you know, get their they, soil, their oats. They were, they, yeah, they 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 were not wild. Mm-hmm. I like legitimately don't like. I mean, one of the, it was like one of the dads was like racist and told me not to play <laughs> rap music. That's like I'm trying to think of something remotely like interesting. This was the sh- yeah, 
He he literally What's like, the dad doing at the fucking party? <laughs> yeah, it it was like a, a daytime like graduation uh-huh. party, and he, and, and he came up to me and said, "Don't play inward music." <laughs> well, I was playing more money, more problems. Yeah. This is like two thousand and six. You, you ain't got to worry about me going to Wilmington. Yeah. <laughs> Good God, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Boy, oh, which is which is crazy because if you know Wilmington, like. Once you get to a certain point in the city, Wilmington's black as fuck. Wilmington yeah. is right. incredibly. <laughs> like, um, yeah, it's very, so it's, it's, it's it's somewhat somewhat segregated. All right, so yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a crazy story. We'll just jump over the details of that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so then, you, so then the, the, the first club gig in Wilmington. Um, yeah, that was at a place called Oliver Twist. And then I basically started DJing at kind of like every club until... Uh, so how did you get to Oliver Twist gig? Uh, a frat had a party there and okay. brought me um and then they real the d you know the dj i mean not the dj the owner realized that you know not only am i a decent dj at that point but like i was the fucking cool kid on campus who uh-huh. you know in every you know owner w- wants that you know they want to have like the kid who's on campus that's going to bring people yeah. so what what grade is this what is this junior this is like junior senior year okay what Dude, grade is this it was it was it was senior year when I I started DJing at a a place called Sidebar. No, no, no. I, Oliver Twist, junior year. Yeah. Cool kid on campus. Yeah. How much you hitting them for? Uh, I mean, I think we're getting you know in the one fifty two hundred oh, range. Turn up. Yeah, I remember getting two hundred. Now, this, what all like, did you have to bring to that place? I would bring everything. <laughs> not, not speakers. Not speakers. Okay. Not so speakers. they had to plug ins for the speakers. They did have plug ins for the speakers, but yes, I would be carrying turntables, mixer. Uh, yeah, it was like a whole like thing, and you was doing what? And CDs. Day. This is yeah. CD. This is before. Still no Serato yet. Yeah, just my CD booklet, uh-huh. which I would like type out. I would like burn the CD, then I would like type out the track list, print it, and then put it in there. You know, better than me. I was just writing shit down like on the CD. <laughs> so once I put it in there, I just, just had to guess. Just what had to guess. Like, yeah. I think that was five. Yeah, we gonna yeah. go with five. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so like you had like big book of CDs. Like. Big book of CDs. <laughs> Yo, I, st- I still have. <laughs> Look at Kyle. Mine is, mine is like when you find your when you find your send this. that to me. I just want to see what that looks like because I just oh, like no, it's, 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 like it's like this thick. Yeah, the big one. It's, it's thick with two C's. Yeah. Yeah. So like, would you like organize the crates? Like, ain't this no organization. Is, this is like a hip-hop. ain't no organization. Nah. Yeah, I, I kind of would. <laughs> I would try. Like I would have. Oh, I was a. I said I was on that promo only shit too, where you they had, would mail you the CD every month <laughs> of all the new music. Yeah, yeah. That's you would crazy. get like all. So yeah. You're, uh, and you had to listen. I never had to live on CD, but when I started DJing at Tilt, their CD book was there, and I was looking through it, and I was asking the dude. I, he was like, "Yeah, and you got to kind of." You got to keep your CDs separated too, because you can't have two bangers on the same CD. Because it's yeah, cause you know you can't go. Or you got to make doubles. Yeah, two you, copies, you see what I'm saying. Yeah. You got to go. You know. So let's say you got you a banger. Burn two. Yeah. You got a CD full of bangers. You better have that same CD full of bangers so you can go back. And yeah. Play. yeah, that makes <laughs> nah, sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. yeah. <laughs> what a that time. Was, that was like the the piracy doubles, man. Yeah, piracy yeah. doubles. <laughs> Yo, wonder if like wonder wonder how like. LimeWire and shit kind of say to DJ for the CD world. Yeah, that's that's definitely where I got all my shit. Yeah, 100%. And then everybody would just play something that they didn't listen all, listen to all the way through, and 30 seconds in, you would get the robot horn. <laughs> Some crazy yeah. shit. I, I've, I've, I've had that happen before, for sure. Oh, yeah. So Oliver Twist led to? Uh, sidebar. Sidebar. Which was like... The cool right. it's like the coolest bar in yeah. town. But like the deal was I would be their resident, so I'll mm-hmm. be there uh, three nights, three or four nights a week. 
Um, but I couldn't DJ anywhere else. Right. They bought, you know, it was like, it was like getting signed by the Yankees or mm-hmm. some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, or so. Like the A's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were taking care of you, though, right? Say what? They were taking care of you, though, right? Yeah, no, no. Like the bread was straight, you know, yeah. like it, it was the hottest. Like when I DJ there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday through Saturday. Wednesday. Y'all want to hear a funny story about Sidebar? <laughs> so I went one night. I'm pretty sure he was DJing, but this, I didn't know him yet. But we went down there with some people that we know. I was, and I went to the front door, and I was like, yo, I want to get a table. And they were like, what? I was like, yeah, you know, like a table with bottle service? And they were like, we don't have that. I was like, well, fucking make it. <laughs> I I'm not kidding. They made a table. <laughs> you remember that little cutout area? Like you yep. come in the door, and there was like the a little. Side. Yep. Yeah. That was like that thing. Yeah, they sent me a table up there and gave us the, <laughs> bought a bottle of Grey Goose. That's hilarious. Because a line would Make be wrapped one. around oh, the building. The line, yeah, yeah. The, line, the line was always stupid. It was, it was like the hottest shit for sure. Um, so that was fun. I remember my thing was I would a always... A bunch of khaki shorts and collar shirts. Yeah, I would play Shout by the Isley Brothers every night at like midnight. And, and it, was, was, it was bonkers. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah. It was like the fucking coolest shit. Until Lollipop came out. <laughs> I, I put That's a so sign true. up in the booth that said, yes, I'm going to play sign. Lollipop. Yeah, people, I remember that People sign. would keep, keep requesting. Oh, it was, it was a takeover. Yeah. That shit was insanity. Lollipop. Wayne. 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 Yeah. yeah. Oh, when that record Wayne came Lollipop out, dude, took, it was. Wayne Lollipop yeah, that took was over crazy. mainstream. When the Carter 3 dropped, it's like mm-hmm. the, the world reverberated. Yeah, it was. No lie. It was, it was, a, it was, it a, was a moment in time. A million, like. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I don't. I think, and then I think the next thing after that that I was probably when Soldier Boy dropped. As far as like shit that oh, just yeah. took over the world. Yeah, Soldier Boy was easy. crazy. I remember hating it, and then now I love it. Now remember I love how every, remember that. how everybody was like talking shit about Wayne because they were like he sound he mumbles now. Yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were and they were like, I was like, yeah, I think this is kind of what he's on. Yeah, yeah I like it. 100%. The lollipop, <laughs> the lollipop shit was really like a wave. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's all like it is now. <laughs> yep. Shout out to Slip and Slide. The, yeah, the, the melodic shit. Yep. So, <laughs> so sidebar, you held that down till when? Um, I was there until I left uh, Wilmington to come to Charlotte. What made you leave Wilmington? Uh, King of the city. DJ, hottest D- spot in town. DJ AM YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him at Coachella and I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. What am I doing? <laughs> And I remember seeing like guys like like you and like Dirty and Skip like and I and this is when Dirty was on that Maxim tour. Uh-huh. So I was just like, how do I get to do that? <laughs> like that shit. Like how the fuck you just get to Next tour and go shit. play? Like I'm I'm over here playing these fucking college bars. Uh-huh. Like because I remember at one point I was like, dude, I'm gonna do this forever. This is so fucking cool. Like, um, yeah. So like once I saw, uh, you know, and also like I'm I got I started dating Jamie. Um, so I was in like a serious relationship, mm-hmm. so I wasn't like. And you met her there. I met her. Yeah, she. I was DJing at Wild Wing Cafe, and she came and requested the Cuba Shuffle. Were? Yeah. Now, now we got. Did you play it? Now we got. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. It's yeah. And now, and, yeah. Now we got a whole baby together. So you know. Cupid, shuffle. Cupid, Started with shuffle. the Cupid Shuffle. Yeah. And now we're here. Thought it was damn. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that's yeah. funny because like I didn't know y'all yet, but I've known y'all long enough that I can like kind of visualize that whole interaction. Yeah, no, she yeah, she came up and uh, I thought she was uh, uh, hot. Yeah, I, I thought she was Latino. She's not um, because I remember asking her friend. Uh, I was like, "What's the name of that that big booty Latino friend?" She's <laughs> <laughs> like completely just like like she's like Czech Hungarian, not yeah. even remotely. Just <laughs> but uh, 
You thought her name was Yami? Yeah, Yami. Yami. That's funny. Yeah. Down, down, do your dance, do your dance. <laughs> so God, we remember that era of fucking having to let them shit rock. Yeah. You can go take yep. a piss. You got to go take a pee. No, no, no. I'm oh. saying, I'm saying you could take oh, a piss. Yeah, that was, oh, yeah. That song was funny. Yeah. Like that. That was. That was shovel, wobble. Yep. Yeah. And uh, then, all right. So, so you you see AM on yeah. YouTube, and you're it, like, it was Yo. Coachella. It was really when he uh, <clears throat> when he did. Uh, I forgot what he he played paper planes. It's when I, probably when he was doing the paper planes into the Scotty Boy version. There was some yeah, it was some crazy transition. No, he did some no, he did like Wonderwall into one more time. No, he would have never done that. No, he did. No. He no, there's no way. Hold on. You know, he cause, cause I'm saying he will He would go paper planes into the paper plane Scotty Boy, Scotty B version. Wonderwall. But Wonderwall, he used those drums he got from Stone Rock off of some rectangle CD or some shit like that. That they would never give up. They can't. They actually. And I got to bounce with this acapella that they would never give up because it got leaked on DMS. Oh no, he did Wonderwall into MIA. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, it's literally like this. This might be like the video. It probably is. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So like that. Yeah. Just watching those videos, I was just like, oh, my God, what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, let me get back up to Charlotte and try to like try to finesse some shit. Um, I don't even remember. Like what year was this by this time? um, Around the time he made I Love Charlotte. (laughs) I made. I was. I Y'all was, don't know about that. I was in the city. I couldn't find it. I, uh, I guess he fucking I, blocked it. I definitely have it on my laptop. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, he played it in my wedding. Yep. Yeah. So let's get let's get to I it. Sure so you did. moved back to Charlotte, but you move in your parents. Yes, I'm gonna yep. live with my parents. So you know, I had and I'm and me and Jamie are like serious. So now we're uh-huh. doing like a long distance thing. And so I, she was still in Wilmington. Yeah, she okay. she hadn't graduated yet. Because so I, I remember you would go back there a lot. Oh yeah, I would go back there almost every. Uh, Every every weekend, uh-huh. if no, I, was, it wasn't the DJ DJing. complete calling card was he came to hang out for a night, and then you would wake up and look in your fridge, and there was a Bud Light Tall Boy sitting in the fridge that he didn't finish. Wait, what? So yeah. what? So where no. was he hanging out with you here? Oh no, in Chapel Hill. Yeah, because okay. so, I would we skipped over a little era. Yeah, right yeah. There, All right, but, so let's get yeah. to that era. So you first move here, <laughs> first move here, and I'm still like I haven't like totally broke in here. Obviously, that's going to take some time, but I'm still like. DJing like all over North Carolina from like because I started DJing in Chapel Hill when I was in college mm-hmm. and like at ECU just like little various like yeah. I, I was hustling I would still go down to Wilmington and play um, and then going back and forth to Wilmington a lot and I can't remember here I can't it, it, this was before I Love Charlotte but I can't remember where when I met Brett Caraway but Brett gave me my first like look uh-huh. it was opening for you yeah um, this is a great story if he tells it right. Yeah, <laughs> he's told it. He's told it before, and it's great. Let's see if he can. Tell I, was, it again. I, I I I was like mad nervous about like what to play and shit, and like. All right, so let me let me paint the background picture. Yeah. So it's sweet in its fucking heyday, right? Yeah. Okay. Dress shoes and all so, that. So oh like God. complete moved up shirts. here, and he was going around town like, yo, like I was like the hottest DJ in Wilmington playing like the biggest spot, and he had like his setup. Oh, I had a, a a kit, and you had and Derek yeah. Braun gave me, yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. you, but he had his banner. He would play places and drop his banner down, and we like, he was always a nice guy. We were like, just watching him make the rookie mistakes. Yeah. So then he gets his shot at Sweet. Sweet at this point in time was 
slammed at nine o'clock. Yeah. And he opened up for me. Now, so he comes in, pack club, take it away. Get to it. Um, so I'm I'm DJing, and I think I was doing pretty good, right? Yeah, but that's beside the point. That's not, that's not <laughs> what makes this story funny. The funny part is when you come on and, like, so I, I think my last song was, like, This Is How We Do It or some shit. I was like, I was like, I, I'm, I'm going to sit no, up. And no, okay, he's fucking it up. So he gets done, right? And he, he comes to me and he goes, He's like, hey, man, uh, sorry if I burned you, but, like, this was kind of like an audition and shit, so I kind of just wanted to, like, like show him what I could do. And I was like, yeah, cool, whatever. Now I'll tell your part. And so then, then I get up And there. then his first song is fucking Come On Eileen. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, and people go People just me. go apeshits. Like, how are you, you going to burn somebody that's going to come on and play fucking Come On Eileen peak hour? Like, as soon as they, they like, 11.30. <laughs> Which was like still peak hour then for them for sweet because it was just like crazy. That was such a weird place. <laughs> yeah, and a weird did, moment in time. Did you just hear the story? <laughs> yeah, uh, I gotta hear the song. Come on, you know, come on, <laughs> Ali. Oh, wow. I remember you just came. That's crazy. In the club, yeah, because yeah. you would go. I would play like "Come on, Eileen," and then I would use these the drums that were left over from "Come on, Eileen." And play, uh, it was a second nature, come on, Eileen, edit. <laughs> and I would play that one. Then I would, I had the loop set up at the end with his drums, and I would play Oh, What a Night over top of it. And it was like, take off, take yeah. off time. He, yeah, it was probably going up then. <laughs> and complete, like, what the fuck? In, in, in their dress shoes. And this all. is the dress shoes, that was, that's dress like, shirt, flow rider, fucking yeah, Lady Gaga. Yeah. The famous go out shirt that every guy had. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. this was. It, it was, was like, like no rap. Black, black eyed peas. It was like rider. no rap. It was like 128, everything. Yeah. Everything. Because there was enough everything music to play. Sh- everything mm-hmm. had a shitty house remix because yeah. nobody wanted you playing rap. Yeah, yeah. you couldn't, you know. <laughs> everything <laughs> had a shitty up tempo. You couldn't play <laughs> any rap music. It's, it's, it's trying <laughs> to get back there. I'm like, yeah, hey, chill. Like, it kind of is. Kind of is like, getting r- like that now. Like right now, yep. like I'm seeing way too many like good dance records with like some fucking pop shit over top of them. Like, y'all just need to let that dance record live. Yeah. Like, right. I think. Lucas and Steve got it right. Yeah, we don't need Sam Smith on it or whoever the fuck. Yeah, we just just let let them live in their yeah. own places. So yeah, that was sweet. That was sweet. In a nutshell. Yeah. But I remember one night. I'll tell you some funny sweet stories of me and complete. I remember, and I also I I played clips that one night, and I remember you tweeting. You were like, "Man, Roche just dropped fucking clips of sweet. This shit is bonkers." And do you remember the remember the night that I fucking got on the microphone? I played the the eight mile battle shit. Oh yeah. And then I cut the music and then I rapped the last part and then yeah. I dropped Annie up and the next morning I woke up to all these tweets and complete was like, is it <laughs> fucking true that Roche cut the music <laughs> and did the eight mile battle? <laughs> Roche Roche sent me that and I played that at Vinyl. Yeah, so we we was right. I need to get it I need to download it again because I ripped that version back in like two thousand eight and it's horrible. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure I can it, get it. It could I'm, be a little bit more I'm sure clear, I can get a high quality and, now. And spaghetti. Yeah. Uh so that was the Char- Charlotte. You started DJing at Whiskey? Um, whiskey came later. Okay. Whiskey came later. So sweet. Whiskey came after I Love Charlotte. Everything is like before and after I Love Charlotte. Cause, but even before I Love Charlotte, like, I, so I came with this like little like media kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody that I knew in Wilmington knew Derek Braun. So I yeah. was able to give him, like, I had like a, D- a DVD with like labeled uh-huh. and like, 
like all like a, just like a whole media kit to like sell myself and like I think I like mailed it to Derek Braun or some shit. Like, <laughs> Did, and have then, you moved up here yet? No, I came. No. I came out here later. And then, so Derek hit me up, and he was like, if you can DJ half as good as you market yourself, I'll book you. And then he booked me at Sunset Club. And I remember being like, I played Sunset Club on a Saturday night. And, you know, this is like the Super Bowl for me. Like, uh-huh. I'm like, and I remember just being like mad stressed the whole time because people at Sunset didn't turn up. Right. Sunset was just like a, a bougie, yeah. like, chill spot. And I just remember just being, I'm like, I'm not cut out for this, bro. These people aren't dancing. I'm uh-huh. like, I'm not, I'm not cut out for the big leagues. I'm not yeah. cut out for Charlotte. <laughs> and then AJ's like, oh, yeah, by the way, they, they don't really turn up here. Like, don't, yeah. you know. AJ Rotella. Yeah. yeah. He's like, don't, he's like, yeah. he's like, yeah, they don't, they don't really party here. You're, yeah. you're doing fine. So, yeah, that, like, you know, and then Brett, Brett let me open it at Sweet, but for you, but I, I still wasn't, you know, I wasn't, like, cracking the mm-hmm. rotation. Um, or anything. I can't remember like where, where all all I was DJing before I left Charlotte. But then, I was interning at the studio, like not far from here, I think. And uh, I was on lunch break, and I just had the idea for I Love Charlotte. Yeah. And I went and just because I could. Uh-huh. I'm at a nice studio. I went and just like did it. Yeah. And then and, you made and, a video. Yeah, and I knew. It, well, yeah, <laughs> the video. And then, uh, which you blocked? Yeah, I, I, I knew how to make the song sound good and everything because, like, I was engineering at the time and shit. And uh, I don't remember how. Like, I guess I sent it to y'all. Oh, the, it was the video, and th- this is at the beginning of like viral shit. This is like, yeah. like I went viral at the beginning of viral. That ain't being had a, a thing. word. Yeah, yeah like right. in, in two thousand eight. Yeah. Like that was like. That was like the wildest feeling. In retrospect, I look back, it had like 49,000 views or something. It's like <laughs> nothing like crazy. But at the time, like getting like 20,000 views like overnight was, was a big was deal. Like, it was huge. Yeah. It people was like. didn't even have YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. People, a lot of people <laughs> did. Yeah. Like, so that's like huge numbers for back then in YouTube. And I remember like walking around Charlotte, I just like. I would just like I felt I was like famous like overnight. <laughs> the songs on the fucking radio, like all this shit, like I'm just like. Holy, and then like Whiskey River books me to not to DJ but to rap the song. Yeah, and and then I would pull up at on Dirty at Alley Cat and just to rap the song. Uh huh. So I was getting in these. I was literally getting paid like to rap to rap. Yeah, ironic, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Stay. Very, very. Yeah. So it was that. It was that little bit, and then you know that really just got the ball rolling for for all sorts of shit. I remember like the dude who built the Alof hotels saw me at Sweet one night when I was just, I was hanging out, uh-huh. like you were DJing or somebody, and just like, gave me like a free room. He's like, you're that guy. And, like, gave, <laughs> and, me, and, me, and me and Jamie got to have like a free room in a loft. I was like, I fucking made it. Like, this is the coolest <laughs> this is shit. It. This is the coolest shit ever. Um, so yeah, that really like. You didn't have a follow-up single though. I didn't. No, I did. It was <laughs> oh. Don't Mess With The DJ. It was terrible. Yep, yeah, never I remember that one. Yeah. Never heard that one. Yeah. Uh, also on my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. God, I, I've you really have don't mess with the DJ. Well, I I pull up archives. Archives. It's, it's, it's either on my laptop or on a hard drive. Dude. Oh, like, give, it, give us a ball. We, how to go? We've known don't each other. Don't mess with the DJ, girl. Mess with the DJ. Don't mess with the DJ, girl. Mess with the DJ. That's all he's going for. Listen, I love Charlotte. Do you remember Asher Roth? I love college. Yeah, he did. I love Charlotte. Oh, and he okay, talked word. about all. The, he talked about all the places, all the places that was yeah. going on, and all the spots. Yeah, here. oh man, he's about <laughs> this to, is he's about to pull your car bro. right now. Bro. So we're gonna see. Right, we're gonna so, see. Uh, but here, here's the kicker. Here's the thing: how everything leads into everything. Don't mess with a DJ produced by 
Hey, Styles. <laughs> so did you meet him here? Yeah, I got the radio uh, edit, Yes, the final I, I met him because and of the instrumental. Are you wow. serious? No, I, I mean, just play it. Just play it. You got, you got the DJ pack? Bro, just play it. Yeah, I did do a DJ pack because I, 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 you know, I sent it out to all the DJs and shit. Like, <laughs> the beat's crazy. actually pretty cool. It's got like a cool bass line. Yo, we should reuse you it. You imagine in your times now, it would be like complete coming up to you. I got this song. Don't mess with the DJ. I'm going to airdrop it to you. <laughs> I'd be like, hell no. <laughs> No, it's a banger, dog. I went viral with the last one. Right, and that's what every well, this one's popping on it's TikTok. It's hot in the street. It's hot in TikTok. I remember, I remember sending it to like Otis because like they had played, you know, everyone played "I Love Charlotte." And I remember sending him "Don't Mess with the DJ," like trying to get him to play it on the radio. He's like, it's like I can't do that. <laughs> Why would I do that? Oh, my first tag. Oh no. Oh. Uh, oh my uh, god, I haven't heard this uh, in like over a decade. Uh, uh, Oh shit! <laughs> oh my god! Y'all gotta feel me. You gotta feel me. I would have cut that off right in and there. Ooh, 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 ooh! Thought my girlfriend was Latino. <laughs> feel the bass. It kind of sounds like the uh, birthday bitch song. Yeah, birthday chick. That should be a hit now. One time for the birthday, bitch. That's where I would go. <laughs> Gives me that same kind of. It's coming or, back or in. Or also it. sounds like um um what's that song by the group um I'm cool like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, what what dig, diggable diggable dig, planet. Diggable yeah. Planet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> so you so now okay somewhere in between. You got the Pella. Feel somewhere free to make a remix. Somewhere in between this. Yeah, we gonna make a tech house remix of that. It's gonna live. <laughs> Let the beat drop, let the beat drop. <laughs> let the beat drop, let the beat drop. Oh my God. <laughs> so Kill me. you started working at the radio, right? <laughs> yeah, I started. So yeah, um, that was just through politicking with Otis. Yo, you got to do a Styles and Complete show and you got to be like, yo, we got a brand new one for y'all. <laughs> Here it comes. It's our first collaboration. Public service announcement. The first Styles and Complete record. Um, oh my God. Was yeah, that, I was working. I bet they go off. I was uh, doing the DJ mixes at uh, 95.1. Uh, shout out to Otis. And I just saw him last weekend down in Atlanta. He's working. Yeah, he's killing here. it. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's fucking. He's a huge market. Like, uh-huh. he's probably making way more bread than he was making here. Uh, and he's embraced it. I mean, he, he, he's kind of, he was always kind of a country boy anyway. Yeah. So he's, he's, you know, it's, it's where, and he's doing the Braves. Like, yeah, he's like that's the Braves. That's stadium. what's up. He, but so yeah, Otis was a guy that was on the radio, but he was young, and he had a thing called the O Show. But then there was a lot of radio marketing back then, so they would send that dude from the radio, and like the first hour would kind of be like a, like a hosting almost, like the live radio feed kind of thing. Yeah, and then he would just stay and. Yeah, yeah, and he was he was cool with shit, and he he was like. And then we started. He, he was really into the host parties. Yeah, yeah shout yeah. out to Otis. Yeah, yeah, he would, and so like he he looked out and. Got me the gig, de- like DJing on the radio, but it was basically like I would just make mixes on Ableton and uh-huh. bring the burn CDs yeah. in every week, uh, which got to be uh, completely mundane and awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> after like yeah. after I got over the fact of like hearing myself on the radio and thinking that shit was cool, um, radio is terrible. Yep. <laughs> radio <laughs> is an awful, soulless uh, fucking place to exist. Completely. Uh, yeah. I, I do, but I, I'm I'm thankful for the opportunity, and it definitely led to some like work and shit. And like I just you know I learned 
a lot. And you did that, and then you started working for who? The Bobcats. The Bobcats. And that came from another song, the Bobcats Playoff Anthem. You got um, that one, too? <laughs> like an Andre. <laughs> Wait, what was it? The Bobcats. <laughs> oh, it was play the. It was the Snoop. It was the that Snoop song that went viral. That song went viral. I didn't, know, I didn't did. know this one. The Snoop. The, no, with the Snoop. That's how I got the gig. Well, so I was DJing at Halo. Uh huh. And Halo Saturdays had like a two month run of being like the coolest shit in Charlotte. Yeah. And like so most new places. Do. Yeah, <laughs> it was very short lived. But so I was DJing, and then the dude from the Bobcats, Josh Kramer, he was he used to work in Miami. And, you know, they had Irie. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, the first time there was an NBA DJ. And then he, he saw me DJ, and he's like, let's stay in touch. We're, we're going to – I want to bring this to Charlotte. You know, it wasn't like, hey, you got the gig. But it was just like, let's stay in touch. You know, you when you're ready, I'll let you know. And then so I was like, okay. And then, like, I, I – Oh, he I, said, when you're ready, I'll let you know? Yeah. Or when we're ready, I'll let you know. Or, what? yeah, okay. basically, like, when we're – when oh, or, yeah. no, when I'm ready. Like, when like when he thinks I'm, like, worthy of the gig. Like, it's kind of like, <laughs> let's see what oh, you – yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, Josh. Yeah. I'll see you, Josh. So then, yeah, no. So, like, I was, like, trying to come uh, – I went to Winter Music Conference and got mad inspired um, just seeing, like, big shit. I think, you know, I was down there with Andre, like, blacking out. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> flying flying back. Oh, I, 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 wrote I forgot this. it was you and Incog on this. Oh, yeah, Incog got on the remix. Oh, shit, the remix? Yeah. For the the B-side for the series? Oh, yeah. This is crazy. <laughs> Look at Kyle. <laughs> I'm just, like, mind-blown. All right, yeah. so, it was, all right, so, yeah. We yeah. had a pass, bro. Right. Because, yeah. like, I, I know <laughs> everyone you're talking dog. about. Yeah. I know everyone you're talking all. about. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> Y'all made the playoffs? <laughs> yes. It was a big deal. It got swept by the Orioles. Hold up. Incog still looks the same. <laughs> Incog used to make a ton of parody songs back yeah. in the day. Ooh, Rufus. <laughs> Hold up. Our offense got more weapons than T.I. had. How many? I, 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 I had a whole verse. This was the remix. How many views does it have on YouTube? A million. <laughs> It uh, broke uh, YouTube. This remix has a smooth 17K. Okay. Ooh. On the Power 98. How, mu- how much does... I love Charlotte got blocked. Yeah, I love Charlotte. Yeah, I blocked it. And uh, Did you block that so the new Styles and Complete Hive couldn't see it? Yes. Man, that's whack. <laughs> I, I thought that's why you block it. <laughs> and you then, just imagine how many views it would have. They People would just watch it. Here's the... Okay, and this is the original. Yo, hoopeduponline.com. Right about now. Yo, Jay-Z got in the booth after he heard this one. <laughs> got, he got on the Snoop, the, the remix. So, yeah. So, can, that, can need, I, can needless I, to say, that went viral. And then... Can I read you a so little So, I was blurb? like two for two. Listen, oh, can I read you the blur? Let's get it. The Charlotte Bobcats are in the playoffs for the first time ever. Ever. And they already have a playoff anthem that actually sounds all right. <laughs> if Boris Diaw can make... <laughs> Francophone remix to this little ditty. We'll be talking international gold, Jerry. International what? Bob- Look, man, I was reading this shit verbatim. But this did you is- say gold jammy? Uh, talking gold, Jerry. Jerry. Who's, yeah. who's Jerry? Uh, so this is poorly punctuated and not really looking official. Uh-huh. It's just the first thing I found. I so, got you. You know, that's all that was. Uh- <laughs> Hold up. I but forgot yeah, you did that one. All right, so then what happened? <laughs> um, so yeah, the put the song, and then they asked what me to come. They asked what me. What time to, can we go until? 
about an hour. All right. About an hour. They they asked me to come DJ the playoff game, um, which was like sick. And then that kind of turned into being like an audition for the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so net the following year they brought me in and I DJed like half the games. And then the next year it was like they gave you that that ra- racial proof playlist. Yeah. Good <laughs> lord. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. The broadcasts were. Uh, you know, I don't know. Have they? They've opened up more now, right? Uh, I've kind of yes, the, I kind of yes. kicked the door down. Yeah, 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 they have. Shout outs to the Hornets and the Bobcats. Great, great corporations and functions over there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, where was I? What were we saying? Yeah, you were you were down there playing fucking sweet child of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Oh, funny story. So first time the f- first game that playoff game. You know, I'm playing what they tell me to play, and they're like, you know, you can't play rap music. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying. And then so the players coming out <laughs> of the tunnel for their first playoff game, I'm playing, like, the Apache or fucking Michael no. Jackson or some shit. And then yeah. this ball boy comes and runs up to me, like, completely out of breath. He's like, Steven Jackson said, change this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a playoff game. Yeah, Steven Jackson? Like, Steven Jackson, oh, Was man. he a player for the Bobcats? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, Did Steve- you change it? Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson. Steven right Jackson. Right Malice he, at the he, Palace. He, that was Steven Jackson. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Steven Jackson, like, he'll smack the shit out of you. So yeah. did you did you change it? I think I did. I think I they let me play like something. I think I might have played like Return of the Mac or something. Uh, <laughs> even worse. Something. I mean, they, well, they, I gotta let you know. I, I, was, I was like not trying to like. They were like, "Don't play rap. You can't play rap music. Don't man, play rap." The clamps used to be tight. Yeah, the clamps were like. The clamps were. I mean, were I can even tight. imagine being a player trying to warm up to that. Are you Apache? crazy? I mean, oh! Warming up to Apache, really? I mean, <laughs> come running out of the tunnel, right out of the playoff. tunnel, first playoff game in the you city. Had, you had sends the ball boy People over to free this. throws going. You could have this goofy looking white kid is playing. Yeah, no wonder we lost. This goofy ass white boy is playing the fucking Apache while you're trying to get hype for a playoff game. So if you go to the games now. Just understand that complete walk so I could run. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, we're, just, playing, we're playing young boy in warm ups now, yeah, and we right. couldn't even, and there was no rap music to be heard. Yeah. Well, M- well, MJ hated rap. First. Yep. MJ still, still, he still, does. still does not like, he loves the wobble and 90s RB, and he had, and JT Money. And he, he had the, uh, had the Bobcats coming out to, uh, <laughs> like, I, I, I. <laughs> Party Rock Anthem was their entrance song. Oh, my God. It was Party Rock Anthem, and then, like, I would play, like, a, a, I played an instrumental one time for the for the the opposing teams. They're like, just play like kind of a down tempo instrumental. I was like, oh, uh, you know, I'll play the I'll play the, the motto, the motto by Drake. Which oh, my, you played it vice versa. It's like played it backwards. It was like the motto could have been for the Bobcats. Yeah, like, I didn't even realize the corny well, stuff for them. Yeah, because Jamie Williams, big Heat fan, texts me and is like, ha, the Heat come out with the motto and a bo- sorry, <laughs> Bobcats come out to play a fucking party rock anthem. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that was uh, party rock. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And, you, and party rock led to Dirty South Electro. What was that shit y'all dirty, had? Dirty South Electro swag. Yeah, yeah. Dirty South Electro swag. So, so a lot of those t-shirts out the trunk, baby. So you, the Bobcats. That was an and too. You were, you were doing the Bobcats. You were doing the radio. And you were DJing gigs here in Charlotte. Yes. Right? Um, and then, and I was also working with, I had already started working with A-Styles. Uh, he had hit me up because of I Love Charlotte. And uh, we just started, like, we did the Don't Mess With The DJ. 
And then uh, we he was producing for the Yin Yang Twins, and I was like, oh, let me like work with him, and we'll try to make songs for the. This this was like the beginning of me trying to mm-hmm. make music. And he lived up here. He yeah, he lived up in Davidson. Okay. And uh, you know, I didn't know anything about m- music or uh, how to use like Reason, the software, like how to produce. So like I, w- but I had like good ideas, and like I'm, I'd be in this ear like, no, nah, it should sound like boom, 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 like uh-huh. you know, type shit. And then he eventually like got sick of that. He's like, "Dude, you have to learn how to use this program." <laughs> <laughs> so he taught me. Uh, but yeah, so that was like the beginning of uh, of all that. He, and then we were producing for like, or trying to make shit for like the Yin Yang Twins. And then he went and saw Steve Aoki at Neighborhood Theater. Shout out Kevin Mitchell for bringing that show. And then he calls me in the middle. He's like, "He's like, we got it all wrong." He's like, "Dude, <laughs> we can do this. <laughs> we should do this." So that's when we started. We started, you know. Now it's this like was Steve Aoki like Pursuit of Happiness, Steve Aoki, or was uh, it still I don't, super early Steve? Aoki? I mean, Aoki? it's it's 2010. I don't know when Pursuit of Happiness remix came that, out. But it it might have like, been right whoa. around then. Honestly, yeah, it was 2010 uh, at at Neighborhood Theater, and it was still like he he was n- not that big. He was still well here. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, would EDM, you believe that Pursuit of Happiness is bigger now than it was back then? That's hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to believe because really, a movie made that song go yeah. to another level. It yeah, did. like uh, a, literally, a movie made, made that song. Wanna, yeah, yeah, want to rage yeah. and shit. So, yeah, but that was like so. That was like people were going to Sibioki because they heard about this EDM thing. Yeah, they weren't like going to hear. You know, it mm-hmm. was like a rave, a rage, and that that was like when EDM first started like happening. So all you had to do was throw an EDM event. Anyone could be fucking DJing. Yeah. So there was. Let's see. At that period in time, there was. Let's see, there was the Crookers. We learned how to make, uh, Alex learned how to make Kid that Cuddy. synth. That was the original Kid Cudi. Uh, sexy remix. Bitch. Well, well, the Crookers did the Kid Cudi uh, day, and day and Night. Day and Night. And, and then, then there was Pursuit of Happiness with Steve Aoki. And then uh, David Guetta, Sexy Bitch. David Guetta, Sexy, sexy Bitch. Where we learned about side chain compression. You know. And what else was there? The Dutch House era came. The Dutch House era. But that that first EDM era was like major the birth of Major Laser. So it was like old Diplo, Crookers, yes, Steve fresh, Aoki, fresh, it was, out, it, it, fresh it, out the hollow. A track. Yeah. It, it was all house. And yeah. then I I remember Alex heard uh Bass Nectar. Bass and Nectar. it was like and he was just like, because we were hip hop guys, obviously. And he's just like, holy shit, it's just like, it's like electronic, but it's hip hop. Uh-huh. So that's when. What we does st- that mean to the listener when you say electronic, but hip hop? Uh, it's like, you know, it's like a rap beats, but have like dubstep. It's mm-hmm. like basically like, because when we first started, we were just like trying to make like house. Because uh-huh. that's what we were like, this is what EDM yeah. is. So we were trying oh, to make house. But didn't it start with like a Derulo remix? Yeah, or no, we started with some Jason Derulo. We got the acapella from Otis for uh, Don't Want to Go Home, Jason Derulo. And we put it up and it got like half a million views and y'all like, on, Yo. on YouTube in like a week. Or mm-hmm. It went viral. And then the like, we got hit by the label to take it down and shit. <laughs> Let, so that was like, the, don't play that. Th- that was the, that was like the first thing we, and now we, the labels are like, Ooh, let me get that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was like the first thing we put out. And then, um, then we did a bombs over Baghdad dubstep remix. Yeah, I remember that. And that was like the second release. And we put it, you know, out on SoundCloud and we, we sent it to this song is sick. Alex wrote this like heartfelt email I would love to like go back and see it, but he like he's like I love your blog so much, it's inspired me, da da da. And the dude posted it, mm-hmm. and so like that shit instantly went up, like yeah. it had like got like fifty thousand plays like instantly, yeah, it was just huge back uh-huh. then. Like so, our SoundCloud's going up, and it's like all like 
within a month we had like a booking request. Ooh. Within like the first uh-huh. month of like putting shit out, and we was just like, and it's been on ever since. So that so the first <laughs> thing was whenever y'all were doing the Dirty South. What was it? Dirty South? Dirty, Dirty South Electro, Electro Swag. swag. Yeah. That, we were, yeah, we were just trying to come up with like a brand name of the yeah. shit. I don't remember how the fuck we, like, I don't have any cool stories about the gestation of that brand. I wish I still had one of them t-shirts. I have a few still. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's one like tucked in a box somewhere at the crib. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> we, we sold a lot. We probably sold like 500 t-shirts and this is like all just like mm-hmm. hand-to-hand combat, like not like... Out no, the, out, out the trunk. So yeah. where was the first the first gig? The first gig was at a teen rave. Uh, Soden put us on. It was like some teen rave at Tremont. Uh huh. Um, and also it was here. Yeah, yeah. All right. That, yeah, that was the first time we got to play. And uh, I remember like going so hard on stage, like I threw up. <laughs> <laughs> it was like super hot in there, and 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 mind you, we're bringing like techniques and we're like mm-hmm. actually de- like dj i think i don't know if we had gotten alex a controller yet right. or i think he was just on the mixer like trying to do because the whole thing was like okay i'm gonna dj and then you can do like effects and stuff yeah. you know like and then he eventually like learned how to dj there's been various like layouts to how we've done it over the years but that's initially how we started so it's crazy thinking about showing up to a, a gig with fucking turntables and a rain <laughs> for an edm yeah. show and that's a lot of and you know you're talking about like Base, yeah, y'all with, put base with the needles, and we're jumping around dealing with the needles and shit. Like, yeah, and, that, are and you were drunk, drunk. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was that was another thing. Yeah, um, so that's where that started. Um, so all right, so then it starts and it leads to, um, like we you know we we were putting out the remixes, and uh, we started getting just like more and more like booking calls. Our, so we, uh, Jack started managing us. Yeah, um, Jack. Which he he at the time was with Mood Swing. Shout out to Jack. Yeah. What, what was his name? Jack Gallagher. Jack, no, but his Twitter name. Yakko. Yakko, yeah. Yeah, yeah Yakko. And so he was like just our age hustling, believed in us and saw the EDM thing too. So he was like going all out. Like mm-hmm. but he was like our agent basically, our agent and our manager. We were like all like a team basically. And mm-hmm. he would... uh. We just started getting like all sort like he would bring us up to Chapel Hill. He was still in school at Chapel Hill, so he would like bring us up at Chapel Hill like all the time, frat yeah. parties, little club shit like that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we just started getting more and more gigs and just putting out more and more remixes. Like I say, the next big leap was like 2014 when like Bygor started fucking with us. Like Borgor started playing mm-hmm. our remixes and shit, and then we started making originals and, and uh, Bygor would like put them out. And um, so wait, so what was the first? Out of state gig that you guys got first, I think it was like 2012 or 2013. I can't remember, but it was a um, a late night party in Dallas that was a strip club. Yeah, <laughs> ironically, um, that like it was like the after hours for like the main shit. Like Lizard Lounge was like the big shit in Dallas for like EDM, and it was like the afters for that. Uh-huh. I think we got like a rack. Yeah, two of us buying flights. So like you know we didn't like make money basically, and we played at five a.m. and it, you know Iraq is a thousand dollars for the listeners. <laughs> but uh, so basically, yeah, that was the first gig, and we just like, I mean, just we thought it was so fucking cool. Like we were, like, <laughs> we were getting on it, getting booked, and get to you know, I mean, like getting on an airplane. I mean, to keep it all the way real, I know we sound like kind of jaded or like past that but you know that shit was cool yeah, yeah. Fuck you know yeah that like, was cool all like, of the stories all these old stories were cool kind of yeah. fucking made it what it is now yeah, yeah. no it's it's kind of cool to rehash it and see like the progression that's leading to everything to like today like where you know and how all these events like like yeah like led like this thing led to that thing to that thing to that thing 
Um, yeah. Also, 2014 was when uh, Alex moved out to LA, which really accelerated mm-hmm. accelerated things. We had, uh, we signed with a big agency at the time, Circle, um, and then uh, yeah. Once we so it was really when we locked in with Bygor that shit started. Like we got to go on the bus tour with them, and then we started. We had some big songs with them. So he moved out in 2014. Yeah. What year did you get married? 2014. All right. Yeah. Um, got married. And then we were supposed to. We kept supposed to be having to move out, but then she went to nursing school, and then she got pregnant. Um, and so it just I didn't end up going out till 2018. It was, it was always this thing that, like, we're going to go now, we're going to go now, and just kept getting, like, pushed back, pushed back, and finally Alex was like, dude, if you don't come out here, this shit's, like, not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so you moved out there. Yeah. In 2018. 2018. So from 2014 to 2018, what was going on? That shit was, I mean, the most lit year, 2014 through, like, the summer of 2016 was just, like, crazy. A lot of shows. Yeah, that that whole scene is that that was like the craziest time of like my life with like the touring. I mean, I'd say we probably in that two year span did like 150 shows. Okay. And like that. So now you're making a living doing it. Yeah, yeah. no, we're making a li- we're still not making like great money. Like I wasn't like, but like I was, yeah. Because I mean, you were still gigging. Yeah, I, w- I was still I was still do gigs in Charlotte yeah. just to to make money. I was still shit. I was still doing the. Uh, Still doing the the Hornet or Bobcats uh-huh. at the time, it yeah. was, which was always like a juggle with the schedules and stuff. Um, but uh, but yeah, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, twenty fourteen to twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen was just like it was just crazy. Like it was just like a constant. Like I was partying a little too much. Yeah, that's when you started taking the shirt off. Yeah, yeah, that's when I started taking. I would like I I thought I was you grew like, the hair out up top. Yeah, I thought I was fucking like Axl Rose or some shit. Like, I, was, like <laughs> I, I literally would like. I thought it was so cool to like drink a fifth of Jack Daniels every night, kind of vibe. Um, Damn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We stopped. We had him arms. Yeah, yeah. We we had to like take whiskey off the rider. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but it it was a lot of fun. We were playing like big festivals and shit, like Tomorrow World, Electric Zoo. Like it was, you know, we went on a bus tour with Borgora, which was just like the coolest issue yeah. it was still like one of the most the funnest times of my life just like just traveling all the time you know it's like a of a, a run that i'm fond of and glad that i did but um so know, during I'm, that, I'm not gonna do that again during, <laughs> during, during that 2014 and 2016 how much was you bringing in a week um i don't know probably i mean i would say we we would make like after paying people out we would each make probably like four thousand dollars a month or something Ain't that crazy? Well, uh, it, it, it yeah, still wasn't like very. Crazy. It still wasn't very much. And um, your liver. Yeah, and I, <laughs> and I'm just like traveling all around. This was before I had my son, so yeah. I mean, it it but was. But you got it out of your system. Yeah, no, it was honestly, it was such an awesome time. It was such an awesome experience. So I'm 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 thankful for it, and so, now I'm I'm happy to like not really like be doing that anymore. <laughs> so now, so then you moved out to L. A. 2018. 2018. That and you'd already had your kid. Yes, yeah. yes. Thank, Got you know, married, had a kid here. Yeah, moved out. Very blessed and lucky to, to have a supportive wife and an awesome son. So, and what made you go to L.A.? Um, just, I mean, for me and for our, our shit, like we were still like trying to like at that time we were still focused on trying to make the styles. And we, were, you know, we wanted to be R.L. Grime. We wanted to uh-huh. be that big. That that was still our goal. Like we were, we wanted to be at the top of the festival. So we were like, 
It's like, I just need to be out there. I mean, L.A. was just like where all the action was, and me and Alex could like work together every day and shit. So and now like, seeing what you've seen by being out there, what makes a Skrillex and an R.L. Grime? Um, I mean, now you can't like make that. Like the sound, like but it was a it was a combination of novelty of sound, being and yes, and they came out of like a great place, L.A., and also just like, you know, like money, just like having and being able to invest in the brand, knowing people, mm-hmm. which you know we were like launching a brand from like Charlotte, North Carolina, right, and we had no guidance and no like, as good as Jack, Jack was learning just like we were learning. Right. And obviously Jack's, you know, he's managing the biggest indie band in the fucking world right now. Jack is an amazing exactly. manager of Mount Joy. Mount yeah. Joy, yeah. But like, at the time he also, you know, we all had limited mind states and, and sets, like, you know, not living in LA. Um, but living in LA helps you see the bigger picture of yeah. shit and like how big things can be and how like insignificant what you're doing <laughs> in in the grand scheme of things. It was the same thing as the transition from Wilmington to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. How, like, you know, I realized, oh, God, there's a bigger, you know. So what have you learned out there? What have I learned? Um, it's definitely, like, the place to be for, like, right now my, my my mission in life professionally is just to make hit records. Uh-huh. And yeah. we're, we're f- primarily producing for other artists, working with artists. Um, we just started, like, another, like, DJ brand. Um, it's called King's Blood. It's we're making like funk music, like P H O N K. I don't know if you're familiar. Mm-hmm. You guys are familiar with that sound. So we just started. Like we had a song come out on Black Seventeen, which is like the biggest funk label. Uh, that's still in like very much in its like early stages. It's that's kind of like our pet EDM project mm-hmm. while we're producing for artists. Um, so when you produce for artists, like who's one of the artists? Um, let's walk this. Let's stair step this. Like I mean, we just had a session with Armani White. Okay, so he's like, yo. He hit you up and he's like, hey. Um, it's a lot of like, like I do like a lot of outreach uh-huh. um, through like Instagram and shit. Like I think I, I tapped in with his manager like a year ago. And then his manager like saw me in the studio with uh, Anella, mm-hmm. with Anella, because his, uh, she's good friends with his A&R, um, Chelsea. And then she saw me in the studio. Chelsea like tagged me in the story or whatever. And then she messaged me, and then like a year later, she's like, "Hey, Armani's in town. Can you pull up?" It's just like random shit like that, mm-hmm. but it's also a lot of like working directly with like I do a lot of outreach t- to like artists and their management. Um, just kind of like looking at the artists, like, can we do something for them? Where are they at? Or if I hit this person up, are they actually even going to respond? Like, you know, try to catch people like on we call them penny stocks. We try to catch a lot of artists like on the way up mm-hmm. and try to get in with them early and shit. Um, have you ever thought about just finding your own artists and developing them? Um, kind of, yeah. We, we, we have some people that are, that are like that to a degree. Um, but we also like, don't love doing that. Like, uh, like artists, like we, 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 we like producing the records. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's where we're like, we, I like giving artists like, you know, game on how to do shit but like at the same time like i don't want to be their fucking managers like right. i don't i don't want to like that's i don't i don't i don't i don't want to i don't want to put too much eggs in that one one artist basket mm-hmm. i would rather like okay we're gonna you're gonna pull it to a studio we're gonna make a crazy record i'm gonna kick you some game and then i'm gonna do that again with, with somebody else right. tomorrow instead of like i'm gonna lock in and focus on this one artist because it's like yeah. to me that's taking the ball out of my court mm-hmm. and focusing way too much on like one person we're working with like I mean, like, I would say we're locked in with, like, 
15 different artists right now. Okay. Let me ask you, how do you, how do you get the best out of art? Like producers, I feel like make them feel comfortable. Yeah. How do you get the best? Make it feel comfortable. Um, like the studios at Alex's house and it's very chill. Um, you know, a lot of times, especially label artists, like their label will book this fucking two, $300 an hour studio and there's always pressure. And I think that's where music gets made. They end up making the same shit they made before because it's like I feel like there's like a rush and mm-hmm. like you've got to like come out with like a, a great record. So it's like let's just make what we made before. It's like kind of like, you know, people fall back into their, their muscle memory. Yeah, in, into their into pressure. their comfort zone. But like, so you come to our crib, there's no pressure. Like we got, you know, you can go play video games if you want. Alex has a little golf net in the back. We got, you know, basketball mm-hmm. hoop. You know, it's real. It's and it's in a house too, and it's real. But Is every, in this house. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but it's 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 but the studio itself is like super nice. So everybody, people just like it's just a it's a vibe. Every every artist that comes there says. So he so he rented a house and built a studio inside of it. Yeah, or just like set up the room and everything. Yeah, just set up the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's like it's like a vibe. So I feel like that helps artists can feel relaxed when mm-hmm. they come and work with us. And also like we're, right now we're creating a lot more based off of loops. Um, so what I'll do. I spend hours every day just gathering loops, mm-hmm. gathering I dope, ideas. I found a dope loop. I'll sell it to you. <laughs> it's fire. Um, so, yeah, send it to me. Fuck it. I mean, it could be a hit. Like, I, I've, I've gotten very good at, like, no, pick, like really. at picking loops. Um, and then, so, like... Explain a loop to the listener. A loop is just, like, a musical, an unfinished musical idea. It's just, like, a starter. It's just a spark. It could just be a melody... I mean, it could be as simple as just a boom, 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 boom. Like, that mm-hmm. could be a like loop. A, like, or, like, or it could be just a full-ass song without any drums on it. Mm-hmm. But loops, but some, and sometimes the loops have drums on them, too. They have, like, little bits. Of, it's basically, like, unfinished musical ideas that, um, you know, we work with a lot of producers that send us shit. And then there's also websites I go to to, like, find shit where the, the paperwork's already handled. You already know what it's going to be if you use the loop. Um, so that's very helpful. But I spent hours just, like, gathering loops and then trying to, it's, I found it to be more efficient to do it that way because that way we're not just tra- trying to cook up something from scratch like mm-hmm. every time. And also like I can like help the produ- the artist progress their sound because I can hear some shit and I'm like, man, this artist hasn't done anything like this, but I could hear their vocal tone. I can hear them on this shit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, so I'll try to like play them shit that like they haven't like gotten on yet, but I could see still being a hit. And then it's dope. You play in the loop and you then you build the track with them. So now they're invested. So now it's not like I'm a producer. Here's my beat. Here's 50%. Uh, I did my part. You do your shit now. It's like, nah, here's an idea. Let's craft it together. You tell me how you want the drums. Uh Or you tell me you want me to take something out, you know, and we're going to sit together, and I'm going to help you write the song. Half the time, like, you know, me and Alex are, like, coming up with the fucking hook for them. You know what I'm saying? Or at least least humming the melody for them. You know what I'm saying? Like Producing. Yeah, producing. producing. Literally (laughs) producing. Like, we're not fucking... I think think even for the listeners, I think some people don't understand that just to be a producer doesn't mean you're making the beat. Yeah, nah, like, for sure. Jermaine Dupree is a producer and he doesn't. Yeah, like Diddy. Like he just Ka- put, I mean, Khaled. People to, even Khaled even is Kanye. Like, Kanye doesn't always produce all his music. He'll, I want this piano. I want this guy yeah. I'm doing. I want, I'm going to put Shout it Shout out to Mike Dean. Right. Yeah. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to take a nap and come back and there's going to be something. I mean, Rick, Rick you know, Rubin like, to me is like, yeah. he's kind of like my role model. Um, I love his book, by the way. Definitely check the Creative Act. If anyone hasn't read that yet, I highly recommend reading it. Um, I also but, recommend the Rick Rubin episode of Dave. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, Dave! No, I thought you were talking about Mike, the podcast. Hi, I'm Dave. Oh, that yeah. was a good one. The podcast was good too. Yeah, with Rogan. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's 
yeah, just like the way he describes creativity and everything is like, it's kind of like how we try to like approach it with artists and shit. And it's just about like everyone working together to do, to try to create the best thing we all can make and then we'll all break bread later. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, let's just try to make the best thing that we can make. And if you get pulled in one direction, you know, just go explore that, you know? Like, don't feel like you have to make like a specific, I just hate making something that the artist has already made. Yep, right. Like, it's like, yeah, it's just not. Female yeah. artists or male artists? Did you like working with better? Which one, which one's more? They're both very, you know, females can be a, a lot more sensitive to things for sure. Um, but they also <laughs> can really bring out like have more emotion. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Um, so it's a uh, I, I like I like working with them both. Like it's not like a, a preference as long as like it's more about the person and about the vibe. And do they make more than four thousand dollars a month now? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We the growth. Yes, yes. I'm still DJing though to get to that number, but uh, um, I. Uh, oh, we, so you still you're still all right. So you so you wake up in the morning, and it's sometimes you got to produce records, and sometimes yeah. you're going to DJ gigs. Yeah. What are yeah. what? So I mean, I really I DJ probably like four or five times a month now. What are the spots? Um, sometimes I get to play Highlight Room. Which is like one, you know, one of the dopest spots in LA. But like, I'm at Tao and Beauty and Essex, like playing like the restaurant music vibes. Then there's a place called Winston House, which is like a really dope club in uh, Venice. Adults only in Hollywood is like kind of like a cool, fun like bar. Um, and then this place downtown, like Sea uh, Flow, books me for a lot of stuff downtown. Have Tower. you ever have you ever been doing stuff for? Have you ever been doing stuff out DJing and somebody from like a thousand complete? Yeah, person no, it, yeah, it's 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 definitely happened for sure, um, which is cool. Like I'm I'm not like we're not like uh, that. It that would bother me in the past that people would see me like outside of you know yeah. it, to you know there you see me at a festival and then you see me at the bar type right. shit, but like. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and we're not like, we're not focusing on putting out uh, styles and complete music right now and like building a tour. Like, if people hit us up to DJ, we'll come pull up and play yeah. a show and shit. But like, we're not like focusing on that end of the brand right now. We're literally just focusing on like making. Well, fucking Mark Ronson would be working with Gaga and still go DJ. Yeah, no. And that's what, you know, the plan, like, we've talked about like, okay, you know, after some hits. Cause like murder, murder beats plays. He's got like a Vegas residency mm-hmm. and shit. Like kind of like rebirthing it as more of like an open format kind of hip hop thing. Like mm-hmm. and then being like the producers as opposed to like rage phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah. getting old? That yeah, ra- you can't rage like you used to. You know, I still could. I I miss it like a little bit, but then I just remind myself like that's literally like the on stage shit is just like a drug. It literally like performing on stage, especially at, like high energy shit. Like Shaq even. Like Shaq said it, he's like being on stage at a ED, at a base show at an EDM show. He's like, it's like Game Seven of the Finals. Mm-hmm. Like it's like that. And if he's saying that, you know, like it's a real deal. Yeah, it's like that energy is like hard to like. And I'm I'm thankful I, I you know have an opportunity to do it so many times. I, I I'm not ready to say that I'm never gonna do that again. Right. But like right now, I'm not focusing on that. And I know I don't really want to like produce that music. And like it. And plus, it's weird. It's like all house now and. There's just like it's so there's so few acts that break through in electronic music. <laughs> like it's like everyone that's touring now are the same it's the same lineups from ten years ago. Why like, do you think that is? Um I think 
It's kind. I think it was like an early. I think it's just like a regular business, like an early adopter shit where you people. Mean, you mean to tell you something that somebody told me it was like fucking hard as hell. What? Because I asked them the same question. They said it's probably the same reason the same motherfuckers show up at that Texas Hold'em tournament every year. The same, same group of people that always show up at the finals for the, the oh yeah the big Hold'em tournament. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's deep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like it's like. The brand, the people at the top, the brands have just built such like businesses off mm-hmm. of it that it's like, it, you can't really like. It's like they're like Coca, Cibaoki's like Coca Cola now. Yeah, they you were, know, they were first, they were first to market and yeah. they set the rules. Yeah, and, and they're like, this is what I comes from it. Yeah, yeah. so you you're, you have to do something. And Steve Aoki kind of came in the game like a millionaire strong. So. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, most <laughs> of these guys do. So it's like to you really have to, it, it would be such a it's such a grind to Let's break look through. At it. All right, so Steve Aoki. But, but also, Steve I don't, don't want to downplay like how they got to where they were. Oh yeah, this that's thing. what we have yeah. to do. Yeah. So Which like Steve crazy. Aoki came in, he had the financial backing, but he also was like out there heavy. Oh yeah, no, nah, he was like, I mean, he was. Throwing the parties in LA and yeah. shit, like it was, it was organic mm-hmm. for sure. Like, Let's see, Calvin Harris was just, I don't know anything like about his come up story. Dog, Calvin Harris was made like a classic the, album in the late 2000s. Yeah, he, yeah. And he people was, didn't really know about him yet because I mean, he's he wasn't like a savant like the of house production. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's, incre- he's like he's incredible. I think talented. that's why Diplo hates him, is because he's so good. <laughs> I thought it was a you know Taylor I mean? Swift thing, but you know, like. Not like, like that. That album I created, disco. Yeah, is he really did. Yeah. Is, is really is yeah. really great. And I then, like every one of his albums. And then Diplo was up in New York with all the Dirty Street Kids, right? Or Philly, Philly, Philly yeah, Philly. Philly working, yeah. And he was doing all that like Dirty City shit, making Hol- yeah. the hollow board. board. Yeah, like the Mad Decent Block Party. Mm-hmm. The first one was literally like a block party. Yeah, <laughs> like literally like some yeah, random. He birthed MIA and yeah. A Track was fucking with him and. Yeah, A track came out of that same shit with Fool's Gold. Yeah, and you just don't really see much like organic because it's like all the different sound, like the most recent organic thing I've seen, which it hasn't been coming out of America, was was the funk stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's just like it's the first electronic sound in a while that I've heard that's been new and that's been like popping the fuck off. It just it just is coming over to America as far as like like Cordell just booked some shows. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's, like, the first, like, it'll be, like, the first funk shows in America. Another reason why funk, I don't know if y'all know this, is from, like, Russia and, like, Eastern Europe and shit. And, like, they can't do shows. <laughs> what do you mean? They just can't do them? I mean, there's a fucking war going on. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, like, yeah. they, they're, the, the place that music is coming from is, like, they don't have the infrastructure and they don't have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this sound is coming from a place where, like, it can't really be, like, commercialized. And Japanese funk sounds like New Jack Swing. Some. <laughs> some, 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 some Japanese funk, especially um, the hard. instrumental stuff. Like, you, you wouldn't be able to tell me that like the most skilled funk bands yeah. that came up in the seventies and eighties didn't make some of these songs. Like, yeah, they're, they're, hard. they're incredible. What do you, what do you think about the newer, I guess like my generation artists linking with a lot of the uh, producers and make and remaking these EDM tracks that were timeless, i.e. Coil Ray, like Coil Ray and David Guetta. Like, like what, do, what do you? think I think about the that? Guetta shit's corny now. The Guetta shit. I mean, the Blue song was fucking corny. Didn't they get nominated for a Grammy? Probably. I mean, get, David Guetta sold a soul to the devil a long time. Oh ago. no, I I love <laughs> Guetta's make classics. I, I'm not even like knocking Guetta like because I, I I love Guetta, but like I just think the regurgitation has been like. Like, it's cool when, it, like, the sampling, interpolating shit, like, big energy is fire. Like, if you're going to redo it, you have to be as good or better. Like, you have to bring something new to the table. And now it's, like, everything is, like, an interpolation. Everything is a sample flip. And it's, like, 
you can just you can like hear the label boardroom meetings in the songs. Well, I mean, where it's yeah, like you gotta like mix I, and match. Like, I mean, I think it'd be a money grab. Mariah Carey fantasy was a flip. Look, look at look at genius. Look at the flip. I'm telling you right now, that Barbie girl song is gonna do numbers. With Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice, it's gonna do numbers. I thought I thought that was done well. I thought that was one that was actually like, but like, and that's on brand. But it's on brand for the movie. But Nicki, everybody involved in the song, exactly. But like Red Ruby. Sleaze is terrible. Terrible. Like yeah. what terrible the fuck? Song. Like it's like you're you're not doing it better. If you're not gonna do it better or at least different to where it's like you're bringing something to the table, Yo, maybe gotta, you can't. I got a phase edit, and he fucking put Lumi D over top of that Red Ruby Sleaze beat. That yeah. shit sound hard as fuck. Yeah. Did, I'm did sure. We, did sure we, did we talk about that on one of the shows where we were saying how much longer is that sample gonna go? The, oh, the Lumi D sample. The Lumi D yeah. sample. Whatever and then that whoever is. what that Dum- rhythm is. The same one that's on the Sean Paul. Wayne, get Wayne busy. Wonder. And, uh, Wayne and Wonder. Wayne Wonder, yeah. Oh, like, the, that's how good there's some there's some Jamaican just, band that's fucking hot about that. <laughs> yeah, they somebody that started that. Rhythm. No, that's just how rhythms Dub play. That's just yeah. how rhythms work. Yeah. That's how rhythms have always yeah, yeah, yeah. worked. There's always been like six versions yeah, yeah, that's like the culture. of a song that comes out on the same rhythm. You know what I mean? Like, There's a, a Sean Paul uh, like making of Get Busy. I think it's on, uh, I think Vice did it. Uh, but he talks about that, and he talks about the yeah. drums and like the, just, the culture of like part of it. how many mm-hmm. different Word. people like got on that, and his was just like the best. That was the bougie batten party time, was it? party time? Party people ready now? Are you ready for this? Yeah, Girl, shake your body if you're ready for this. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. But that that, that, that red ruby to sleep. I got that party song. I'll be playing that joy. I'll play that, and then people be like. Dang, I never heard that that party's going all night long. Yeah, right? yeah. party like going on. That, that shit. We play that for older audience. That shit yeah. slides. They know. Mm, shit slides. Yeah, man. This it's just a lot of. No, nah, I get it. The get, repeat, the get a story is like when you that big and you in that big label. They got that shit figured the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> David, David got to meet Coyle Ray. <laughs> like, All right, yeah. you guys go make a hit. It's like, I, yeah. I want to know how that happened because it's not a one-time thing. Right. This is, we're like three deep with them. Yeah, they just keep rolling them out. How and about get a fucking keeping his ear to the street and hearing Morton, and he was like, oh, y'all doing this trans rave shit again. Who? When David Guetta and Morton did the Titanium remix with the, the old rave sound from the 90s. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, he Morton was doing that shit, and David Guetta was like, hmm, yeah. what's up, what's up, son? What's up, man? Yeah, get us, get us. Yeah. Hey, 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 kid, just, you want to be famous? Just did his best uh, Fred again impression. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Fred again's, Fred again's probably one of the gnarlier dudes coming out of that scene. Just, yeah, he's yeah. fire. He's he's crushing. He's, he's got like eight sold-out dates in a row in L.A. at fucking at the Shrine, which is like a huge venue on USC's campus, and like... Yeah, I think he's doing like Madison Square Garden by himself now or some <laughs> shit. Like he's just like it's 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 he's out of here, dude. I mean, after the Coachella shit, it's like he's like a legend for life. If you I, if it you, started at the boiler room set, if you yeah. had, it really started yeah. at the boiler room set for for everybody else that, yeah. that had no idea about him. But, yeah, yeah. I got I got time for another question. I got time for a question. If yeah. you had three artists to work with that were hip hop artists today. What three would you work with? Like current, current bucket list. Like a like current if you artists. would be like I could if you had the master budget to put together a project and you had to choose three artists to work. I mean, with. it w- it was always Kanye, but like I also don't know what Kanye can do musically anymore. Like his last couple, like and where he's at in his life and shit. No doubt, he's just like o- older. Like it was always him, um, but. uh I really want to work with, uh, and I've been trying to work with this dude, Big X, the plug in Texas. 
Uh, sounds tough. Yeah, he's 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 mm. fucking like he's incredible. Um, I really want to work with uh, Mike Dimes is another like up and comer that I really want. Pastor like. Troy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. I would I would love to hear like Pastor Troy, one of them corporate artists. He may he he may have cleared <laughs> he may have cleared his throat by now, so it might not <laughs> it, it may not resonate the same anymore. Now he's like yes yes <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll never forget being in Vegas and just. This motherfucker just slides his phone oh, underneath yeah. my underneath my hotel room door with the speaker out playing vice versa. <laughs> 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 it's like, <laughs> I was like, whoa, what is what? Was, and I knew immediately what it was. And he was standing outside like this, <laughs> yeah. like red's like, let's go. Let's that was go. my that <laughs> was my <laughs> first Vegas time. I was pouring like Red Bull in my butt light. Dog, like, it, it was like it was like, like a lot of <laughs> no, no, Red no, Bull no, as a white boy. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> Y'all don't understand like the 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 Vice versa started at like 10:50 a.m. under my door, yeah. <laughs> and he had a drink in his hand already. His man was ready. Yeah. Ooh. I was gambling in like a tank top the whole time. Like it was, I like overdrafted my bank account. Vegas. No, nah, like we. we I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've had to, some guys I've can't had, handle Vegas. I've hey, had mom. To, I've had to open hand slap a very good friend of mine out of love. Yeah. Like just to get him back on track. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> oh yeah. Like wake your ass up. Yeah. That's nah, horrible. Yeah. I thought you said you was a good guy. <laughs> You're a piece of shit. Oh, no, no, no. He wasn't doing anything detrimental to anybody yeah. but himself, though. Yeah. That's the thing. It's the worst person to do it to. <laughs> so this or that is basically we run through like a series of just questions, and you got to pick one of the options. All right. All right? Jerk off or have sex? Have sex. Mario or Mario? Mario, ew. <laughs> Mario? Who the fuck says that? Is it Ryu or Ryu? I don't know what that means. Street Fighter. Oh, uh, Ryu. Yeah. Is it? Do you use Kleenexes or tissues? Tissues. Do you use Q-tips or cotton swabs? Q-tips. Do you like real Christmas trees or fake Christmas trees? Fake. You got one? Oh, you look right. Rancher Able- blue cheese. Blue cheese. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a high five yeah, on that one. But you, my dog. We could. Ableton or Reason. Ooh. Reason. Shop okay. in store or online? Online. Girls that wear heels or sneakers. Heels. Clean house or work outside? Y'all don't work outside in LA. Uh, I rather work outside. Not you like Oreos? I, I have any Oreos or Chips Ahoy? Oreos. DJ to bars or to nightclubs? And bars also counts as restaurants. Nightclub for sure. All right. Rocky one or Rocky four? One. Wilmington or Charlotte? Charlotte. Uh, do you jump all the way in or take the ladder? I jump all the way in. X videos or Pornhub? Uh, Pornhub. Watch a movie or a documentary? Documentary. Blue bag Doritos or red bag Doritos? Blue. <laughs> uh, that's like, yep. Uh, the Christmas Eve or the Christmas morn? Christmas Eve. Uh, here's one. Black Jacks or Craps? Which one would oh, you give? Jack. Which one would you giving them that time? Black, black. I'm a big black jack. Oh guy. no, that was that was roulette ruining your life that day. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Kim, Chloe, Courtney, Kendall, or Kylie? Uh, Kendall. Cash money or no limit? Cash money, easy. NBA Jam or NBA Live? Jam. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Janet or Michael? Uh, Michael. Come on. Waffle House or uh, oh. Waffle House or, or IHOP? Waffle House. It's like Waffles or pancakes? Waffles. Uh, uh, per- Hardee's or Carl's Jr.? Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Can't say neither. I uh, thought they're. Just, I thought they're the same. Carl's thing. Jr. Mm. Oh, they are. They just yeah. in different places. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. like, wait, give me. They just name it something I'm different. Confused. When you get past Would you point? read or listen? Uh, read. The day party or the night party? Now day. LeBron <laughs> or Jordan? Jordan. Steak or chicken? Steak. Sega or Nintendo? Nintendo. Eminem or Jack Harlow? Uh, right now. Jack Harlow. Just like all just overall, all, yeah. I'm gonna, who's your favorite? Which I'm one? I'm going to say Jack Harlow. The Cupid Shuffle or the Wobble? <laughs> it's easy, Cupid Shuffle. <laughs> Timberland <laughs> or Pharrell? Pharrell. Puff Daddy or Mace? Puff Daddy. Spaghetti or Lasagna? Spaghetti. Tiger or Jordan? Uh, Jordan. Jeezy or Gucci? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the one right there. That's the one. You gonna make me choose? Uh, Gucci. Walk or ride? Walk. Cardi B or the Cardigans? <laughs> the Cardi B again. <laughs> beach or the mountain? Yeah. Beach, beach or mountain? Beach day or, or hike? Uh, beach. A- red apples or green apples? Green. No, no, ew, fuck no. No, 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 red. Ew. <laughs> green God, apples are god awful. Green apples are <laughs> You feel good after eating those. It's like, it like cleans your body out. Yeah. It's so acidic. Uh, one pillow or two pillows? Two. Biscuitville or Bojangles? Bojangles. I have you to ask the progression. Uh, regular k- beer cans or tall boys? Um, tall boys for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Show up early or leave late? Leave late. Miller lights or Bud lights? Bud light. You like hot coffee or iced coffee? Hot. Michael or Prince? Michael. It's easy. Sober sex or drunk sex? Sober. Pool, lake, or ocean? Ocean. Halloween or Christmas? Christmas. Hogan or the Ultimate Warrior? Hogan. Rock or Stone Cold? Stone fucking cold. Mariah or Whitney? Stone Cold or Rick? Mariah Mariah or Whitney? (laughs) Stone Cold or Ric Flair? Stone Cold or Ric Flair? Ooh. Stone Cold. Damn. Wow. Yeah. I feel that. Damn. Ric Flair? M&M's or Reese's Pieces? Reese's. Timberlake or Bieber? Timberlake, come on. Uh, backstage or front row as far as taking it in? Backstage. Fuck, front row is crowded. <laughs> <laughs> what, which one do you value more, hard work or talent? Uh, what do I value more? Um, talent. Mm. So like you working with an artist and he got like all the talent in the world, but he don't ever show up and don't hard listen. work beats talent when talent isn't working hard. Yeah, but <laughs> like to a degree, like you you could have a hard working motherfucker that's still mid as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like I would prefer the talent work hard, yes, but like if you're gonna you know a hard worker versus a talented person, like, how many rappers we know be like, bro, I got a new song every week and they garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see, uh, mm. washcloth or loofah. Lufa, Wash cloths like jail. Do you do you brush your teeth with hot water or cold water? What the fuck? <laughs> cold water. People do hot water. I do hot water. I do hot water. That's fucking weird. I, I thought it was just that dude from uh, what's it, what's that show? Serial um, Killers. New Girl. I thought it was just uh, Winston from New Girl that did the hot mm. water toothbrush. Thing. All right. Do you like to keep the house above seventy or below seventy? Below. Below seventy. Nice and chilly. You got any more for him? Uh, nothing I want to put on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know, th- I know. This off guy the too record, well. yeah. off the record. 
Well, that's it. All Thank right. you very much, sir. Yeah, thanks, Appreciate guys. you, man. Awesome. Through. Plug your shit, buddy. Yep, yep, yep. A lot of good information. A lot of good yeah, intel. Yeah, thanks, dudes. That's it. All right. Good to see you, my guy. Later. God, I hope this worked.